Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Houston, we have a problem. What you're seeing here is a mirage. 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 What is going on, everyone? It's Jaren from Jarenism back with yet another live video for you. Today, it is Friday. That means it's time for another Jarenism Friday Lounge, number 59. I call today's episode the finale. Yes, it might be the time that the time has come. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I'm not alone. I've got Rodrigo with me. Rodrigo, welcome to the show. Hey, Jaren. How's it going? Fantastic. Uh, thank you for having me for, for the finale as well as the beginning. So. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both, huh? <laughs> so yeah, what do they say? All All good things must come to an end. So hello to everybody, no matter where you're at. I think that we're live all places possible. That is the YouTube, that is Twitch, that is also on DLive. So welcome everybody. I'll be probably reading the chat a little bit today. We'll be talking about the astronaut um, Q&A session. That, uh, I guess we can talk about that a little bit first, just so I can give a link for anybody who doesn't know. We talked about it yesterday on the uh, Thursday show, which was fun. We had Chris Crum on. He was there to sing some songs and do some parodies. And then we also looked at some of the... Uh, music that we enjoy in the truth community, if you want to call it that. So we got to listen to some music yesterday. Pretty good show. A lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully you guys got to check that out. And if not, it's available on my website. So head over there and uh, take a look. But yeah, we talked about this supposed, let me bring it up. And I know, Rodrigo, you're not seeing my screen. So give me one second. I will pull it up for you and then we'll pull it up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you should be able to see it. So this is what we're talking about here. If people don't know, supposedly, believe it when I see it, uh, Friday, February 12th, that is today, at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, so that's in uh, about three hours from now, uh, there's going to be an Ask Me Anything with Dr. Katie Coleman, a uh, former astronaut, supposedly free, and supposedly they'll allow people with Zoom access or something the ability to... Uh, ask her questions. So that is the rumor. I've got a link to a question form. And what we did is we had people yesterday kind of writing some questions that they thought would be good. Now, some of these are kind of a joke. This one here says, are you allowed to have a beer in the evenings? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't think that's a really good question yeah, to ask. Lots of dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, dumb stuff. But uh, also there's some decent Yeah, no ones. hard questions. Yeah, I couldn't you, see you any know, great you, ones. You remember that? Uh, wakey wakey caught Brian Cox in one of those things. And caught I think how? it was on Reddit. It was like a ask me anything in Reddit and he caught it big time. What do you say? I don't remember that. Kind of deleted. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I forget exactly what he said. He, he basically called him out on many things and he couldn't make, he couldn't answer and he started freaking out and uh, eventually the stuff was deleted or cut off. I just remember that similar. I mean, what could happen here? If people manage to get their, you know, I don't know how that's going to be filtered. I'll mm -hmm. be surprised if anybody gets a real question. Across. I would be surprised as well. Yeah, totally. So I guess uh, I'll put out the link in both, uh, all the chats here in a second, just to, um, you guys can go to the form where you fill out one of these questions if you have one or you think it's a good question. And this way, people who actually do end up uh, trying to at least ask a question can maybe choose from one of these or ask one of their own. Some of these are just a joke. Could you grow lettuce in space? Yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, I, I would, if it was me who got on there, I would definitely ask one of the stars questions and kind of dig in deep on 
whether or not they can see stars. Uh, because pretty much no matter what the answer is, you have to think when you have an astronaut that's answered yes before and you've had astronauts answer no, it becomes pretty much an impossible question. And I'm assuming that any astronaut mm-hmm. would treat it as such because they probably know uh, the implications around it. So my question would definitely be... But you, you, know, know, they, you know they have a corrective for that, right? They, they're pushing a corrective. What is the corrective which now? Which is a whole... Na- well, it's a whole narrative about how their eyes get deformed and they start having problems with their eyes and... It's a, there's a whole medical narrative they concocted to have that out there. You can find it, you know, astronauts having problems with their sight. Oh boy! So I think it's something to do with that. But yeah, so I would uh, love. Yeah, to, I mean, I would love to ask those questions and uh, uh, see how she answers. So I'll put out these links, and then if we're still on, I don't know if we'll go that long today. If we don't, uh, you know, I'll definitely pop over and try and see what happens over there. See if we can get on. If not, what are you going to do? And uh, so this is, you can add to this link. Let me get the, do I have to give this link? Let me see how I get this to you. So this is the spreadsheet link. Let me put that out first. Let me change this back over here. So in all the chats right now, I'm going to put out the spreadsheet link. That is where you can go to look at some of these questions if you care to. Uh, so DLive, here it is for you. And I see DLive put me on the automatic uh, X tag list again. Thank you, DLive, for taking me off for three days. It was really kind to you. Remember, they, they wrote me an email and said, we've removed you from permanent X-Bands. Like, sweet. And then two days later, they put me back. So thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, mine, mine is turned off as well. Here we go, Gary. Before any, any lemons or whatnot. Oh, you can't do it either? Nah. No. Can't yeah, do it. They're, they're over that. They're not going to – they're going to only let gamers on there. Now, some people have had a good idea. Maybe if you and I just played chess or something and talked behind that, maybe That's they right. would consider that a game. I don't know. You know who knows? Yeah, it is. It is. It is a game. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that is one way to, to do intervention. Even if you don't play chess, if you're a video gamer, uh, there's many ways to do that. That's that's a big, huge run nowadays. Yeah, it's right? huge. And I'm it's not, a way to get to... Yeah, it's not something I do, but it might, might be a good, you know, good method for somebody who does game and knows how to hook all that up. And if you started streaming on DLive and talking about truth stuff while gaming, maybe that's a, a an excellent way to get some new yeah. ears. It's totally see. doable, it's and there's good. games that, that give even you the, the – they can be analyzed, right? People have analyzed games because they're predictive programming. It's it's big time in games. Games are bigger than Hollywood, right? Uh, Yes. Yep. As far as you mean market share or, or revenue, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then in Twitch, I just put the form. In DLive, I just put the form. And in YouTube, I'm about to put the form. And these are just – it's a form. You go there, and you can ask – You know, it just says, what question would you want to ask? And then it gets added to that. Uh, spreadsheet. Uh, so there's the links to the form if you're interested there in asking a question, if you have a good idea for an astronaut question. Uh, you know, I saw something, I don't know if this was yesterday, when did I see this? Um, let me see what this one this is. Well, maybe I don't have it. T.co, what is T.co? Oh, Twitter. Uh, I was trying to find something. Oh, God, this is hilarious. I just couldn't believe it. That's something else. Um, I'll have to look for it. I have something else that was very interesting that somebody sent to me in an email. Um, and what they basically showed was that, did you know that they have, you know, you've seen them levitate a frog before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. What, do you, what do you think the chances are of doing that with a human? 
Well, some people believe they can be scaled up, and some people believe they cannot be scaled up. So there's, um, there you have it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it could be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, according to this um, document, let me see if I can find it. I thought I sent it to myself, but now I don't see it. Maybe I, oh, maybe I put it in the email. But um, I think it might, it might give some, my, well, I mean, there might be some issues with, uh, with props that are not, because people try to explain the ISS that way, which I think is, and they try to explain the Skylab that way, which I think it's probably not the case. It's not the case. That's why. That's where I draw a line. I think it's possible, but I'm not sure I've seen it, and, I, and I, I'm not sure it can be used to explain um, how they float the astronauts because well, we see. I've never thought that either. I've always thought that there was no way they could do that, right? So recently, I've been talking about an idea I had would be to, you know, challenge NASA to let me interview a astronaut live, and because mm-hmm. my thought about that was that there's no way that they could fake being in space. If, uh, especially live for a half hour interview or something that's live, that I'm able to ask them to do anything, flip in any direction, you know, all those kind of things. And so I've always kind of thought that would be a safe idea. And then somebody sent me this, and I'm still trying to find it. There we go. Okay. And I just had never seen, maybe I'd seen it in the past, but I didn't really get it. Let's watch this real quick and you tell me what you think about this. The, the part that's interesting is the things that the guy is saying, uh, the guy who's behind all this, who says very plainly and quite clearly, that without a doubt, you can do this to humans. So this is right. an AP news story. Uh, let's check it out. It's called Netherlands. British Dutch scientists make frog float in midair. But let's watch. Hard to hear. He's talking about it's a magnet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen this one. This I is different seen this than one what I've seen. What I've seen is it between in a round mag. Oh yeah, kind of like that in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like a, a magnetic field they create, right? And then they say that mm-hmm. the the frog itself creates a uh, basically repellent kind of magnetic force, the opposite force, and floats there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then you'll hear this guy in a second talking about whether or not they can do it with humans. And this looks pretty old as well. They they float very erratically, right? They they're all over the place, almost like there's no reference. Yeah, except I mean, you know, the bug's not going to know, and that's like a little piece of tree or something. No, I'm saying that. Oh, that doesn't actually. In all no, that's why I was thinking like a, a frog or something would be flipping out. So yeah, listen to this guy here. But I do think if you, so if you learn to harness down, it, right, if you learn to harness it or you calm down or you just were, uh, it's possible. Let me listen to this still, guy. Huh? There's still lots of bobbing. It's, it's very, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, not Yeah, I'm certainly, I'm not even saying ropes. it's possible. I'm just, I've never thought it was any in any way possible and then after seeing this i was like thinking about like well let's see uh, listen to this guy what he says it's possible i mean if you if you you could levitate a tree if you have it you know if you imagine that scaled up 
Right. Um, and you would need a big tube like this, and you would need. I mean, that, <laughs> it's kind yeah, of funny. the principle. I mean, the, I mean, you see this with prototypes for everything that they. Mm. So it kind of looks like the ISS, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, the idea of a of a tube, and you've got people inside, and they're floating around, and then if you hear the noise that goes on in the background, it's the weird noise we always hear from the ISS. But anyway, let's continue. Mm -hmm. That could be jets. Huh? That's right. It's a machine. Listen to this guy real quick. There is no problem with putting a man to force a man by this magnetic levitation suit. So he said, there's no problem. There's no problem in doing this to a man. No. Listen to this. There yeah. is no problem with uh, putting a man to force a man by this magnetic levitation suit fly in the air. So technically, mm. we can do it with you without any problem. So, you know, technically, we can do it so with I mean, you without any problems. Yeah, I mean, the, the, if this is not, so we have to assume this is not a discovery at all. This is just an old technique that been scaled up already way before. That's the, one of the assumptions, right? Because this is from 2015. He's doing it with the... Well, it's released in 2015. I don't know. It looks much older than that to me. But one thing that I'm a little bit confused on is if we know that there's people who work with these things who say, yeah, this can be scaled up. We can do this with a man. Then we should assume that somebody's doing that or done that. I don't know why yeah, we would assume that they it. haven't. Right. And we've never seen it before. It's That's almost right. like swept under the rug. And then you start looking at people like NASA mm -hmm. who would uh, love something like this. Um, yeah. So according to this, uh, British and Dutch scientists using a giant magnetic field um, have made a frog float in midair and might even be able to do the same thing with a human being. The team at Britain's university uh, in the Netherlands has also succeeded in levitating plants, grasshoppers, and fish. They've managed to make a frog float six feet, approximately two meters in the air, and they say the trick could easily be repeated with a human. The secret is not magic, but a powerful magnet which overcomes the force of gravity. The field makes the frog's atoms generate a weak magnetic force in the opposite direction. This causes it to be repelled in the same way like two, like poles of two magnets. So you've seen that before. Well, what it proves is that uh, whatever people call gravity is electrostatic, right? And it can be reversed with the magnets. <laughs> Most likely, yep. That's kind of, uh, yeah, right along the right lines. Um, it says plants, grasshoppers, um, and fish yeah. have been levitated by this research team the same way. And then this is hilarious. NASA apparently is extremely interested in the experiment in order to be able to test mm -hmm. the effects of weightlessness on astronauts without having to put them in space. Uh Easy huh. says team leader. Right away. Yeah, and then it says easy. So he says it's easy to do so, and we've just kind of seen it go away, right? There is no problem with putting yeah. a man by this elect magnetic levitation to fly in the air. Technically, we can do it with you without any problems. Um, mm -hmm. And for those worried about the effects of the frog, don't worry. He's not hopping mad. Quite the opposite, in fact. So it's just something uh, I had never mm. yeah. completely considered. Uh, you can add it. Added to the to the techniques that we know they use, we we know they use ropes because we've seen the evidence for it, like the shirts being pulled and stuff like that. We know they use the zero gravity device or plane as well because of erratic movements that happen out of nowhere with people moving in the same direction at the same time, which shouldn't be happening. Oh, so here you go. Um, look, at, look at the date of this. The date is actually 1997. So when I see that, and I know that we've had now 23, 24 years since then, it's a quarter of a mm -hmm. century, and we don't think that yeah. these things are uh Yeah, I think it's possible. Used? I think it's possible. I, I, I think, but I think it's definitely that they're using the Argus system as well, right? Um, yeah, I think that they're, they, they're going to always exactly. use different different ways, right? And yeah. I think those, you know, I'm always weary about these so-called setups now, and I'm just thinking that, you know, a great thing to do would be to get caught on strings, to get caught on 
um, harnesses. And then when somebody like me comes along and says, oh, we're going to challenge them to a live interview, that they're able to do that. And then we all go, oh, they are in space, right? So (laughs) when really they're just switching. But then there's this. Well, no, what I'm saying is if we did the interview, they would have to use something like this. Because I would ask them to pass something above and below them, on the sides of them, do a turn this way, do a turn that way. And if they are just, if, yeah, if they all of a sudden did that, um, and I was in the place a couple of weeks ago where I was saying, oh, well, then that would show me that they're in space because I couldn't think of another way that you could have a human being float. You know, we've seen gravity. They're standing on like a little platform. I'm talking gravity, the movie or interstellar. Uh, it's always on strings or a platform or the, even if the environment moves around you, you're still on some sort of apparatus that if I had to, you know, get on stage and take a hula hoop around you, um, you know, that, that you would, we would know we would, the gig would be up. So with something like this, you would not be able to uh, show that they're not in space by just yeah. saying, well, put a hula hoop around you. Well, it's not going to do anything. We could put a hula hoop around that frog, right? Yeah, life wouldn't be possible for more than whatever is the gravity um, plane, right? Which the, is very short. Parabolic flight. Which is pretty yeah, short. Yeah, I don't know how, how short. Well, they could probably, probably go higher than we know, but definitely less than, yeah, yeah, definitely less than, you know, eight minutes or so. Probably a lot less. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just very peculiar. I, I want to look more into this. Wonder if anybody has any info on anywhere else that they've yeah, seen. It's stuff been nice like to that. see a large version of this. Here's Karen. Hello. Hey Karen, what's Hello. up? Hey. How are um, you? I'm good. How are you? Excelente. I wanted to what? join because actually I saw this a long time ago. This this thing with the levitating of the frogs and the insects right. and stuff. And that is when I realized that the effects or what we, what the, you know, what people call gravity truly is, is electrically based, based, you know, that's what really made me realize it. And that electromagnetism and magnetism was part of the whole like secret of how the universe works because you can't, you can't defy gravity really in any other way, you know, without like mm-hmm. some sort of mechanical thing like a like a plane or faking it, you know, or they have like air blowing up from beneath from beneath you and you hover over mm-hmm. the air being pushed up and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. other way to, you know, counteract those effects of of that downward motion without you know what I mean? It, it, to me it just made it so obvious. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah it, what it is yeah they're like reversing the flow of that thing apparently and that causes that floating and even maybe even if it's strong enough it can cause people to go up if you know what I mean it can shoot people up as well do you, yeah do you and, think and that they the, do you think they could be using this to float astronauts I do yeah okay to me that that yeah it made it and and like you said the sound of it because if you if you have a magnet large enough then you can you can reproduce those effects because one of the things about magnetic fields is that they're infinitely scalable right so if you have right. a magnet strong enough then you can probably most likely recreate those same effects with a larger object i don't see why you couldn't 
And well, especially when the guy doing the experiment says it right there in front of you, and then we just right. and then that was in twenty five years ago, and it's just gone. We haven't heard anything mm-hmm. about it. It's weird. They would have right. they would have right. the space and uh, and the money to do it for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> and what you were saying about the sound that you hear, you yeah. know, magnets of that size, they might need they might need to use electromagnets, would which would require a large amount of electricity, which would produce that sound. Right, and we hear that with the ISS, and in fact. I've mentioned before that you know how they hand the microphone uh, back and forth to each other. Um, I've often said the reason that they do that and then they constantly, when they're talking, they'll flip on the mic and talk and then they flip it off is because they don't want you to hear that the entire time in the background is a very large, annoying <laughs> sound. It's like a, a right. hum of a very, you know, a hard hum. Well, and they can just tell you that it's anything. They can tell you it's the air of course. system they, or they whatever. Have that, they have that ability to yeah, say and it, whatever. And also, if you think about it, there is a scaled-up version of this, which is the MRI machines, those scanners. Kind of similar idea. that you It's like a capsule where you get in it uh, yeah. with the magnets. So, I mean, it's just a step up from that. So, uh, And they have the hangers. They have, yeah, yeah, and if this guy is saying super simple, essentially he's just scaling it up. And, right. Yeah. I also think, like like you said, it's just one of the tools, too, that they use. Because if you think about it, when they have a whole bunch of astronauts in one space together, like when they're all, like four, you know, six yeah. of them or whatever are hanging there, that to me would mm-hmm. be, seem like a situation where it would be, not be useful to use the magnets because there I might agree. be too many of them in there and it might the magnets probably aren't strong enough, whatever. And that's kind of and where then, we see them using that Argus system, right? That's right. usually when we see it with the multiples, yeah. And then maybe multiples. if they have like a one guy by himself and that's when they're flipping through the tube when it's just one guy, right. maybe that's when the right. magnets are being used. Yeah, you know? it just seems because the way well, that it's also, like I think a, sometimes they even – don't they even layer those guys when they have the multiple people shot that some yeah. guys might not even be in? They yeah, could, it like yeah, it. it could be done so many different ways. Right. And I so, mean, yeah, the only change I had is because I really felt, you know, I would even talked to somebody about it recently. I was telling Dave, you know, if he, he was looking at, hey, if there's somebody who's got $10 million, you know, what would be a good thing to do with it? And I was like, well, if he doesn't want to lose it, I said, in my opinion, it would be challenging NASA, you know, make a video and say, here's $10 million to be donated to NASA. All we're asking for is a one-hour live interview. Uh, with an ISS astronaut in which we can tell them to go over to the window. We can tell them to do this. We can tell them to do a flip. We can tell them to put a broomstick underneath them. And I uh, had always thought, well, they'll never do that because if they did, well, number one, they're never going to let uh, their secret out live on any kind of you know, live stream. But number two, that uh, they wouldn't be able to complete the tasks without exposing themselves, which I thought would be a great thing, right? I mean, here's $10 million if we dangled that in their face. Um, and we could talk about it every day, like still waiting for NASA to accept the $10 million donation. And even Globies would start saying like, what the hell's going on here? Why won't NASA accept it? But now that I'm thinking about this, I'm like, geez, well, could they have that interview just done in one of these magnetic settings? And because before I was, you know, looking at like, this is David Copperfield we're looking at. And I think I've showed this before, but just, you know, Mm -hmm. one more time. Um, the, the problem with the David Copperfield thing is, is if I was there and I said, well, I want to test this guy. I want to see for sure. Uh, what he's doing. Well, I could definitely reveal the trick because as you'll see here, he's got strings coming straight up from his stomach here. And you'll notice that watch these hula hoops and you'll see the trick that the hula hoops will never cross the strings. So watch the strings, realize that they're strings straight from his stomach and you'll see that they go like this and move away. So it's all in the trick. It's that from people watching, they're like, oh, well, how could you do that with, with 
you know, these hula hoops. Well, he's got two strings going up from him, and you'll see here comes these uh, other hula hoops, and you'll notice here, you're like, oh, there's no way they could do this. But if you pay attention, remember, two strings coming up from his waist, you'll notice that the actual uh, hula hoops never cross those strings. So it's all all trickery. And I was like, well, if, you know, if I was able to go on stage, let's say stop right here. And I was like, all right, David Copperfield, stay right there. Uh, I want them to pass that hula hoop over your head. Well, the trick would be up. It'd be that, that quick, right? Be over because you couldn't pass the hula hoop above his head because you'd hit the wires and you'd be done. So I was kind of thinking the same thing with the astronauts. Now I realize maybe that's not the, uh, the way to go about it. So just very, uh, eye opening. And I'm wondering if we can, anybody's done any more research on this idea of magnetic flotation if you want to call it that, levitation, I guess. So for for me, I thought that was a pretty good thing, and I thought they would never uh, do it. I even talked to that girl Carrie from Ross and Carrie's uh, podcast, and she said, because she knows astronauts, and she's interviewed them, and I said, so you know, why don't you start reaching out and get me an interview with an ISS astronaut? And she's like, oh, I don't think they'll do that. I'm like, well, I know they won't. That's why I'm asking you to do it, because I know that they won't. And she's like, yeah, but your idea of why they won't and my idea are quite different. I'm like, of course, you know, this is the way it's always going to go. But right now, I don't have $10 million to dangle in their face either. Whoever, I don't know, somebody's somebody's microphone is somebody's microphone is terrible. I think it's Rodrigo. If you could, Rodrigo, when you're not... Is it me? Yeah, it's like crackly. I'm not... Is it now? Well, not right this second. But I mean, when you're not talking, we can hear this microphone crackling. So maybe mute when you're not commenting. Okay. Um. So anyway, I don't know what people think about that, but we'll check the chat here shortly. Uh, what else you got on that, Karen? So you saw this a while back and kind of st- thought the same thing then. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I definitely. haven't uh, done much research on that because I just didn't think it was possible. I'm like you couldn't float a human with uh, magnets, but I do understand what they're saying that if you had a strong enough field that the animal or the plant or the tree or the person uh, could create kind of an alternate um, opposing field, right, and then kind of exist in the middle. Is that kind of the idea behind it? From what you got, Karen? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how it all works, but um, I know that. Well, because I've, you know, I've, I've done a lot of, t- spent a lot of time studying magnetism and thinking about it, and then I just took a biomagnetism class, and one thing they say is that, you know, when you apply the magnets, they, they can never do any harm. You know, you're never going to hurt yourself applying the magnets if you do it in the wrong way they just but they also won't do anything good you know so in the in the theory of it you have to place it on specific points right that are that are known that do create you know elicit certain reactions in your body that show that it's working and all that stuff but it's never going to harm you so it seems also like it's you know it's a it's it's like it just makes sense that they'd be able to use it on these living things and then the the living objects or beings or whatever not be harmed from it. <laughs> I mean, we we're around magnet magnetic fields and electricity all the time. So yeah, it seems yeah. to me that then you, you might even have some effects like what we see with the women's hair. Doesn't that look like it could be a um electrostatic effect? It could be. It could be. Because I think it looks more like that up. to me. Yeah, it looks more like that to me. That's why we've always made comments about the hairspray, right? Because it doesn't mm-hmm. look like what you would expect with gravity. But when I think now of 
what somebody looks like when they put their, remember when we were kids and you go to the, I don't know, here in yeah. California, they have the Exploratorium where you'd go and you'd put your hands on this big electric ball and then all the girl's hair would like stand up. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you like, remember that. It's like a Van de Graaff. It's like what Zach plays with, right? Yeah. So where I mean, they charge it up, you could touch it and it'll. And that, doesn't that kind of look up. like what happens to their hair? Like that, I don't know, to me, it kind of looks like what. Um, there's a couple of them that look like that, but some of them clearly look like they're using product. <laughs> or, or even holding it up somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does look like that. Like we said, they're going to use multiples, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't ever be smart to, uh, try and trick everyone with one technique because if the technique was found out, well, then you're done. Right? So if you use multiple techniques and different things, then you kind of, if somebody catches on to one, well, the other thing's going to kind of, oh, maybe that's not the case. And I, think any deception is going to be built that way um yeah we know we know that the early you know spacewalks those are all um stop motion animation type uh films right some of the very early ones um and then i don't know what you think about the skylab i mean if you want to go through the list right because there's a list of these things but you, you do you are able i guess to parse at least the suspected technique and and sometimes absolutely for sure when there's a the Scott Kelly one with the cable that the guy presses the button on the wall and you hear the sound of the Argo system. You see the pulling of the shirt with the rope. Uh, when they are all entangled, they can't turn around. So that that is a particular case that you can make a very good argument for the ropes, for the Argos. So then what you're left with is like, which ones do you really think it could be this one? And how would they mix and match the... Because these facilities, well, I don't know how many they would have. <laughs> Maybe they can have many of them. Who knows? But just just wondering about it. Because it, cause I'm just thinking it could be parsed, like the techniques that they're using. Sometimes you can tell. And it's a rope uh, for sure. You know, there's the other guy that Tim, this guy from England, what's his name? Uh, Tim Peak. Tim Peak. Yeah, that one day he goes for the flip, frontal flip, and you can clearly see something went wrong and he doesn't know what he's doing with the ropes. And Yeah. I would love to ask hey, Zach about it. Guys, hey, what's up? It's David. David, hey. what's up? Hey, you know the you know the um, famous scene with Katie? Is Katie, right? The one the astronaut we're going to be talking to, um, where she floats up sideways and the people on the news are like, whoa, are you okay? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Where she goes sideways and right. then, mm. you know, people are suggesting that she's in front of a green screen. Yes. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It looks so, funny because if it's you look at the if you look at the frog, it, it's floating around because I I believe that they can do this with humans, but it's not as stable as they like. So maybe that's what was happening to her during that interview. All of a sudden she's like, Whoa, right. I don't use that a lot because the motions aren't as natural as they should be. Right. And there's something that could natural. happen that's weird. See, that is an unnatural state. I was just getting ready to say that, David, when you joined, because that's the part of it that also makes sense when they talk about studying the effects of astronaut and the, and the effects of anti-gravity. Obviously, we know they're not in freaking space. Okay. So, and I've been thinking about this because they also talk about this in the biomagnetism class that they were studying the effects of, of, what was affecting the astronauts and I'm sitting here rolling my eyes thinking, okay, well clearly this is some bullshit. So what, it, what is it that they're referring to? What could it possibly be? And so if you think about this, if you think about them putting 
you know, possibly exposing astronauts to prolonged periods of this magnetic levitation, and it is an unnatural state, that could be producing weird effects right. in their body. And that's why their and eyes that, are bad, and that's why they come back and yes. they test different and things yeah, like but, that. You're, but also, I mean, yes, but one thing we know for sure is that the effects that they're reported that they have suffered uh, are very much uh, what you get from falling from a lot of, of What the hell of is this real? On a parabolic flight. Um, and uh, and we're hanging upside down as well because like reverse blood flow to the brain from from the neck, which is what acrobats would get from mm. from hanging upside down. So that that is out there in the, even the mainstream media, and also there's you know I saw there's this French astronaut that came up. There was a film that he made playing saxophone in the ISS. It, it, we don't even know in English. You, people don't even know about it. I think. I was following him. Uh, his name is Pesquet, his last name, Pesquet. And he admits on his Twitter to be jumping 50 times in the same day on a parabolic uh, plane. So something definitely going on with parabolic flights because you get the effects on the body. Yes. And you, and, uh, and you get a lot of it, doing a lot of it. They do a lot of it as well. So, I mean, that's, but I, I think this is possible as well, but. You know, maybe I, I, maybe they both produce similar effects. Could be. Could yeah, be. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the weird thing about this know. video, which is still, I couldn't believe that one thing where they tipped it over. But the thing about this is, it's using obviously a magnetic plate here, right? Which yeah. wouldn't work with humans. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, we're, but on a large scale, I don't know if our, you know, body makeup uh, is enough to do it. I don't know. Well, I mean, they. This is how they do, um, like monorails. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Uh -huh. They yeah. do whole trains, trains like this, high-speed monorail trains. Right, and so that is the, the magnetic field is coming up from the ground, which is, you know, and then locking that uh, train Wait, in place. Karen, those aren't anti-gravity trains? <laughs> well, they are. That's actually what they are. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> so if that's happening with just magnetic coming from one direction, so then I wonder, okay, if you had a tube, if you had a, a you know, a cylinder, that that magnetic field was coming from every direction, I do think you'd be able to put it at a certain strength that would essentially lock a person in the middle of it, right? Yeah, you can, there's, you know, a whole bunch of different ways in which you can orient different magnets. And when the magnets are set up in different arrays, it produces different types of fields and different types of effects. And mm -hmm. there's names for them. And I can't think of it right now. Maybe Cammy can throw some out in the chat. So but, what you're saying is that they could control the magnets in such a way as to make things move around even in space? Yeah, look up – okay, Jaren, if you look up mm -hmm. magnetic rivers, uh, you'll see there's videos that talk about how they found out they have – they set up a, a, an array of magnets and depending on which way the magnets are polarized and which way they're set up – it can set up a, tr a train to go straight one way. They can make it go back and forth. Like I this mean, one? It's a trip. It's called – if you look at Magnetic Rivers, it talks about it. Yeah, it but, says yes. uh, Lathwaite does a – let's yeah. see if we can mm -hmm. see this here. Dave, how was your interview this morning? Come on, did he leave? Dave gone? Oh, Dave took off. It's a quick appearance mm -hmm. by Dave. So what's going on? There's no sound here. So what's going? On? So this is just a back and forth river, you want to call it? Is it with just magnets? Yeah, he just talks about how they set up the array so that it, when it gets to the end, it immediately comes back. I mean, 
Hmm. Well, the one I watched had sound. I don't know what this is, but there's probably different ones. This is is just a minute long. There's a whole, there's one that's longer where they explain the whole, how it works. It looked similar to the superconductor stuff that they make with the the rails, the superconductors that keep their orientation and stuff. Very interesting. Yeah, this, uh, they're doing that it's getting even more but i mean once you see that 1975 you've got somebody doing it and saying oh you could easily mm-hmm. make this a human well or not 70 right. was that what i said no 90 no i don't remember 92 that one this one magnetic river 1975 if you click on that playlist there's probably a longer um uh, let's see what comes over here. permanent magnets are difficult things to understand in fact if we're absolutely honest with ourselves we don't understand them yeah, I like you honesty. see, either end of a bar magnet will attract upward sweeping something which is causing the copper to spin. And we call that upward sweeping something a travelling magnetic field. Now, this is a row of electromagnets. That's what we're looking for. Holy smoke, what was that? These yeah, two coils then he'll like shoot stuff across coils. the room. <laughs> and we could get the lift, propulsion, and guidance from one and the same set of coils. Is that kind of like a rail gun? Now, here is yeah. one row of coils and the other one at the other side. But this time, the coils have been divided up into groups so that we can produce a traveling field as well as give go. lift and guidance. The thing we're going to propel in the magnetic river is this sheet of aluminium and we've stuck some tape onto it so that you can see it more easily because it goes rather quickly. So Barry, if you'll take this please and put it on the end and switch on, we'll have a demonstration. Sounds like a lightsaber. I'm going to change over two of the connections to this end of the track so as to make it fire backwards. Yeah, see, just reversing the poles on it. Wow. Now let's see what happens to our aluminium plate. Switch on the... sound gets on your nerves but uh yeah pretty amazing i mean it's got my head spinning now trying to think of all the things that could be done uh with that technology i I don't know um why we haven't seen more about it you want to see something else that's cool yeah okay now look up i think it's sandy kid and the levitating gyros okay sandy kid Mm mm-hmm I think it's two D's, K I D D. Okay, if I remember right. But levitating gyros. Sandy K I D D. 
There you go, right there. Sandy Kid and the Levitating Gyroscopes. This one here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah. That's... So basically, this guy takes these gyroscopes and he hooks a couple of them up together and they spin in different directions and they levitate. They create, because of their spin, they create a magnetic field and then they levitate. And it's sort of, it's like, if you watch it, you'll see that it's like, it's basically how UFOs could work. <laughs> okay, big gyro on the YouTube, anti-gravity wheel. Demo. Okay, so we've seen, everyone I'm sure has seen Lathwaite's anti-gravity wheel where he's kind of... Uh, able to lift things much heavier than you would think. He has a child come up and do it. Uh, it's kind right. of the, so every mechanically accelerated gyroscope system with the ability to swivel in a vertical plane, i.e. processing the fulcrum, will operate exactly as my demonstration device. For safety's sake, build the device with opposing pairs of gyroscopes. If the implications are considered, it can be seen that there are many possibilities available to be developed. A, ver a veritable inventor's paradise. Okay, let's Ooh. see. So this device is going to levitate? Yeah. So they they turn the opposite ways. Okay. That's what he's saying, showing. Okay. Now he's spinning the flywheel. Sucker's loud. What? <laughs> Wait, am I missing something? It didn't levitate, did it? What did I miss? Did it levitate? Hmm. Um, Maybe I missed something. I don't know. Oh. I saw another one that looked very different where you could clearly see it going up and down. <coughs> I wasn't paying that close attention because I thought it was going to levitate more than that. Yeah, I uh, saw that the red thing started going down. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the difference in that, but that... 
I don't really know. Yeah, I thought something was going to happen when he started to rev up, I guess, the other side, but I don't know if that's this what's one, going on. I, guess I don't see. know if this is the right one. Uh, Sandy Kid's gyroscopic lift experiment. There's that one. There, yeah, the ones I saw that were older, there were older videos, kind of like that, where he's got that coverall, coveralls on. Gyros are pretty amazing. I mean, oh, they're unbelievable. But I wonder, you know, I don't think, at least as far as I was thinking, I don't see how you could levitate with them. So that's why I'm, I was going to be shocked if that thing took off. I was like, what? How could that thing? Yeah. But, you know that how they say the anti gravity craft operate, right? With the rotating uh, liquid hydrogen or liquid helium and whatnot. But the idea, the principle has something to do with rotation like this. Uh, high rotating stuff generating this field. But in the the kind of Bob Lazar narrative, right, that people in the UFO movement uh, go for, and it would be these uh, machines that rotate this liquid. Hmm. Super fluids and whatever. I don't know. You, you but have who to, knows? Um, you'll have to see what you can, uh, if you can find that, Karen, because I don't see one. I mean, here's, this is the other one, part three. I don't know if that means there's other parts. Mm, okay, uh, let, let me see. see. Let me see if I can find out. What about the guy on top? That guy, the, yeah, that one. Let me see if they have more. The, the, not that guy, the, oh. the one, uh, the, yeah, the one that looks kind of old. And looks like is that Sandy Kid himself? No. Looks like Matthew Powerland. <laughs> let me see here. 86. You don't know what this video is. Calls, and you'll be surprised to learn that necessity is not the mother of invention. It's Scotland. But they've got a fairly good... Let me see what we got here. ...can be extremely powerful forces indeed. And when I was in the Royal Air Force, I had the occasion to remove a, a gyroscope after a flight of Vulcan bomber. I removed the gyroscope... Well, that's him. ...from its uh, housing, or from its mounting, and backed down the ladder with it. I turned around sharply, not by a great amount either, and the thing threw me on my back. Now, it's quite a little device, three or four inches in diameter, but the power on it was quite frightening. And this is one of the machines that Sandy's built. Basically, a couple of flywheels linked to a model aircraft engine for this display purpose. Now, if this were to rotate around the axis, then suddenly centrifugal forces would try and move those wheels out. Right, just like, you know, we, we spin around our axis on the Earth and then all the forces try and throw us out into space. <laughs> same thing. Keep you inside. <laughs> At the same time as all that's happening, then suddenly gyroscopic forces come into play that try and force those wheels inwards. Now, what Sandy claims is that the energy required to move those wheels inwards is less than the energy required to move them out. The difference in energy, the net energy, he claims to have harnessed into vertical motion. But such a claim contradicts some very fundamental laws of physics. The classical one is Newton's third law of motion, which is that every action requires an equal and opposite reaction. And Sandy is doing a bit of magic to try and get an action without a reaction. So, does he? I don't know. Um, if I had to bet, I'd say he hadn't. But I believe that every law of physics ought to be given a very good kick out the backside every so often. And I'm sure that Isaac Newton's ghost would be delighted with seeing some good experiments done about this. 
Is that something you, I, I don't even know? I've never bought into this. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, but um, simply because, well, I don't know. <laughs> All they're different. But what about the Earth spinning to, to them? I don't get how. How does that have an equal and opposite reaction? Where does that take place? Yeah, they they erase that with their magic gravity because actually scale it's one of the thought experiments that we made so many times. But when you scale that up, right, the merry-go-round, you scale that up, you should be tossed out into yeah, <laughs> right. It's a taboo conspiracy that says that we know we're we're not spinning because we all be dead. Right. That's where it comes from. So does it do what Sandy claims? For this demonstration, he's rigged a set of pulleys, string, and a bucket full of nails and metal to exactly balance the weight of his device. Once in equilibrium, he starts the model aircraft motor to keep the gyros spinning. If those spinning forces get converted into linear momentum, he believes his device will rise against gravity. Professor Salter at Edinburgh University would like to run <laughs> tests hmm. on inventions like this to answer once and for all whether uh, nearly every... So basically that's reducing its weight, he right? The, mm-hmm. motor, the spin is the reducing the weight. It's pu- 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 pushing in different directions, I guess. Yeah. Because, I mean, if that's... This is obviously well, about the same weight, and now you see here, if that's weighing down, this is reducing in weight. This isn't getting heavier. Like to run tests on inventions like this to answer once and for all whether nearly every physicist since Newton has got a basic piece of physics quite wrong, or whether there's a riddle in what Sandy Kidd's doing that hasn't been explained yet. So far, he hasn't got all the gyro inventors to agree to the very testing that could silence the skeptics. Leonard Holloran needs no convincing. As organizer of the Advanced Energy Research Institute, He's a science entrepreneur. Along with cold fusion and other energy alternatives, he believes in Sandy's invention. If you have a way of, first of all, producing energy into rotary motion, and then you can take the rotary motion and produce it into linear thrust, at a constant rate of acceleration, even at 1G, it means you can very quickly, over a period of time, build up very high velocities, and you now have the tool with which man can reach to the stars, oh, quite literally. Stars. <laughs> In space, rather than a model aircraft engine, nuclear power is envisaged to keep the gyros spinning. While the strongest conventional time... Hmm, interesting stuff. Didn't know we'd be going this direction today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look into that more because I don't really get it, to be honest. Uh going to need to look at it a little deeper. I wouldn't think, I mean, I wonder why this guy's didn't take off or why they can't show that, but I guess it's going to be hard to harness that. It's just very different from magnetic levitation, right? It's This is using mechanical means. Yeah, yeah, we went in a different direction here. But But maybe there's a way to, in which both are, are... Yeah, it might be both, but I mean, it's things that you would think there would be more about if it was true. I mean, this that's so weird to me is that, you know, this guy talking about, oh, we can levitate frogs and easily do it with a man, and then just 25 years and we don't hear any mention of that again seems to me like when somebody's told to. Because, I mean, think about it. When something comes out, when something gets created or invented or something, uh, 
it takes off. You know, it's not very often that it just depends. I mean, the, the water car would water. I mean, the engines would water. The the guy, the military showed up. Well, that's what I mean. When those when <laughs> when you see those things happen, you know that there's been some involvement um, at a high level, right? Where yeah, obviously I mean, somebody yeah. shut that down, somebody paid him off, somebody killed him. I think even the guy that uh, had the water carburetor didn't he die? I don't know. I think, I think so. that the the method the method is really well known. And NASA, what is the most bizarre I think about uh, part of this is that NASA claims that they're going to go to the moon because there's water on the moon, and they do the same process to create fuel, right? They they would do the hydrolysis, whatever. They turn the water into fuel. That's what they say, and that's what the card was doing hmm. you could literally piss uh, in, inside your engine and uh, or in the, on the engine <laughs> but <laughs> but in the tank and well, yeah because anything can be i guess generated as fuel it's uh thursday show should be fun by the way thursday we're going to be watching or at least reviewing or watching the the great uh, rover that's going to be landing on mars we looked oh, at that yeah. yesterday there's video of exactly how that'll happen it looks so heavy. did you see the video of that <laughs> I gotta show you in case you guys. I know a lot of people don't watch Thursday, so I'll bring it up. It's funny. It's, funny it's like I was see. telling you before, like trying to move on with the with NASA, and uh, yeah, it's so repetitive after a while. Yeah, it's um, one of the bigger complaints I get from people saying, "Why don't you debunk NASA anymore?" This and that, and I'm like, "Well, I've I've done that." I don't know if people just want right. me to review NASA films for the rest of my life to say, "Well, this is fake, that's fake, this is fake, that's fake." Uh, <laughs> seems like it would get a little bit old. Um, yeah. Let me show I, I like to change. Uh, I can't, if I get too repetitive for me, I like to kind of move on for, for certain things. Yeah, no, but, and that's what we'll, I'll get into that in a little bit about, uh, you know, what's happened with the lounge and some other things, but yeah, exactly the same feeling that sometimes you gotta switch it up. Let's see if we can watch this, this beauty, see what's going to happen. This is uh Thursday, February 18th. I don't really know what time, but we'll be, you know, taking bets. Who thinks it's going to crash? Who thinks it's they're going to celebrate? Uh, you oh, know, just a great engine. Will they celebrate? Right. We'll yeah. see how it goes this time when, with the masks. If they do oh, elbow, yeah, social distancing. <laughs> three masks. Got to wear three at this point. Especially if you're NASA, you can't get away with just wearing one. So yeah, this is what's going to be. Oh man, it's going to be so awesome. Wow. Comes with sound. Sound in space. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. And. uh... <laughs> And this is just going to be so pretty. This thing just flying itself out. Now, just remember that we have that tin can that that Elon Musk has been trying to fly like five miles in the sky and land it and hasn't been able to. It keeps crashing. Yet, uh-huh. this thing's flying 80 million miles away. It's going to land. It's going to land easily on somewhere we've, we don't know the atmosphere. It's not Earth. It's so funny. Here it comes. Oh, man, it would be a beautiful sight if you were a Martian. I used to like video games like that. I don't understand why they think it would look like this if Mars has only 1% of the atmosphere supposedly that Earth has. I mean, like this right here. What's going to stop that thing from just (laughs) slamming right into that planet? (laughs) You already had parachutes before, remember, right? When you see what they say is going to happen, it's such a joke. And then you look at something like this, and it's like, this looks really real. Like, if I, you know, if this was a SpaceX footage, people would be able to, what do you mean? These bolts are fake? Well, clearly, this whole video is fake. So, this is fake. This is really fake. You just squirt out some little jets. That's how you're going to stop. Oh. 
that'll really work with 1% air. It's going to come down, and like Karen just said, there's only supposed to be 1% of the atmosphere. How would that hold up? I don't know if you guys have seen, but like when Dwayne Kellum launches his balloons and they get up to 120,000 feet mm-hmm. and then the balloon pops and it starts falling, the the parachute doesn't open for a long time. Why? Because uh-huh. there's no air there. So the right. thing is just falling through the sky uh, without the parachute even opening until it gets down to, you know, 80,000, 70,000 feet. And then all of a sudden it pops open uh, because there's atmosphere. But here they're making this thing look like it's open at 1% of the atmosphere. But yeah. Good luck. Special parachute. NAS engineers. Oh, here we go. Very excited. I can't wait to see this on Tuesday. And they'll have like one photo for, for us, I'm sure. And look at that. That's how you ran it. Ooh. So awesome. Here it comes. Oh, a little tilt. This would be very easy on Mars. A little sideways tilt. Some Ferrero Rocher chocolates One in the of middle. those, like, tin foil balls. <laughs> so I said Ferrero like Rocher. from Kiwi's Playhouse. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here it comes. It's just going to be really easy at this point because then you get here, you drop it by some strings, you land it on Earth, and then watch this thing that dropped it, the thing with the strings. It just goes and flies back. <laughs> it just comes down and... Why don't we see that from Elon Musk? I want to see him fly down drop something off and then take back up off into the sky. So weird. All these things that we can do magically on other planets that we can't do on Earth. (laughs) Ridiculous. Show me something come down and land like that and then take off again. It's such a joke. Uh, So, yeah, that's coming next Thursday. I don't know about you guys. I'm super excited. It's going to be very real. And uh, anybody who questions that. I'm still waiting for the time when it doesn't because everyone's saying, oh, it's going to you know, evolve to the level where you cannot tell it's fake. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's still weird. This doesn't look like it's it's itch. We'll see. No, I just you think eventually just... they'll probably be able to do something like that and tell people it's real and they just won't have an argument. If you've argued the whole time, it's kind of like uh, coronavirus, right? Everybody who's said how real it is, everybody who says we should all be wearing masks and things like that, it doesn't matter what comes out at this point. They will never admit that they were wrong about it, right? They're just going to keep going on well yeah well sure the pcr tested but still somebody has something and say okay what about well still hospitals are filling up yeah we get it we, we you know no matter what it is they'll have an excuse rather than just be like oh shit you're right this does clearly look like a deception right i mean I, it's weird mm-hmm. it's just funny how people can't face the music i was trying to tell my sister recently about you know you know because again she kept saying yeah i get that but why is there hospitals full why are people not? And it's like, go back to 2018 and just pretend that the very first day of 2018, somebody said to everybody on Earth, hey, when you get the flu this year, just know that the flu will be terrible. It's one of the worst flus we've ever had. And make sure when you get it, you tell all your family members and that you post on Twitter and you post on Facebook that you have it and make sure you quarantine and make sure. So if they would have done that in 2018, right away, we would have been hearing reports of people being sick and you would have heard about people in your family getting sick. Like, what? And you hear about it online. You'd see people on Facebook. Uh, the hospitals would start to have a little bit of an influx because people who got the regular flu would all of a sudden be like, oh shit, I better go to the doctor. And then if all of a sudden these testing places started showing up and they had a PCR test that is supposed to run at, you know, some 30 cycles and instead they run it at 40 or 45, then all of a sudden you're going to be telling everybody, even those who don't have the flu, that they have the flu. Now they're going to be worried and thinking they have the flu and they're going to be going to the hospital. And before you know it, you would have a crumbling of everything. And that's exactly what we have. 
It's exactly what we see. There's no difference between that and what we've seen. And she's she like, well, what about the deaths from it? What about, it's like, okay, well, and if everybody in that year of 2018 all told everybody that they had the flu, we would hear about a ton of deaths of people who have the flu because that's what happens every year. Mm-hmm. So well, what is, yeah. the, what is the difference? No, people forgot. It's kind of like uh, talking to some people in my family as well that, you know, in the years before you had the same amount of deaths and nobody was worrying about it on a daily basis and looking at the numbers and, um, you know, as probably they should when it comes to things that are real epidemics like cardiovascular disease and obesity, uh, cancer, obesity. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, It's like the power of the media is what is insane that people need to recognize that it doesn't matter what they made a big deal about. I mean, if, Imagine if the news woke up every day and just told you about all the terrible car accidents across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mm-hmm. People would never want to drive again because yeah. there's 350 million people in this country. And if you look at how many people die every day of car accidents, it's a ton. And how many people are involved in multi-vehicle uh, accidents where many people die? It's not like it happens oh, you know, once every week in your state. It happens every single day, multiple times a day. So. Mm-hmm. If the news woke up every day and said, oh, here's what happened today in Atlanta, this guy died from driving and this guy died of speeding and this guy was on a you know 35 mile an hour road and drove into it and everything that people it was all about that, it would stress people out and people would really have a different opinion of driving. <laughs> and this is what they've done with a sickness that comes around uh, every year. And you know, I really think that we all do get the flu about once a year. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's a little fever. Maybe it's just you're not feeling good and most people just go and lay in bed, you know, and uh, get over it. And I still laugh at the NyQuil commercial. It's like, you know, the coughing, aching, sneezing, stuffy head, congested chest, you know, all this thing, fever, so you can rest medicine. And it's like that used to be the answer for what they're now calling coronavirus. But now we need to lock down everything and we need to have people wear three masks and we need to have people film each other in stores because they don't wear a mask. And Mm -hmm. I showed that video yesterday, Rodrigo. I don't know if you saw it. Yesterday I showed a video where a guy goes into a UPS store where the employees aren't wearing masks and he's filming them, just calling them out. Like, why aren't you guys wearing masks? Why aren't you guys wearing masks? Where's your mask? And I'm like, Oh boy. I mean, this is, think about what's happening here is we will, this will never go away because what business is going to feel okay with no longer requiring masks? What business in Brazil now, they have a law prepared to pass that the business may, um, fire you for refusing to take the vaccine after they try to convince you for it. Absolutely. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. So this is and the problem. People this is who what think happens. it's not a problem. Some people say so. Well, but the reason why is because if here's the thing, you, you've had everybody going around. This is why I think like everything's just a setup at this point. They, they have this whole idea of now it's people who don't believe in science against people who do, right? And mm-hmm. people have taken very solid positions of you don't believe in science, you're an idiot. Everything I believe in is science. So science is, you know. So these people, once you've made those claims, you can't go back on that. So it doesn't matter what comes out. What directive comes out that is science-based, that they claim to be from scientists, that they claim to be from testing and experiment, that anybody who's ever made those claims of that science has to be trusted, trust science, these guys don't trust science, they have to go with it. They have to go along with it. So it doesn't matter if now they say, yeah, we do need to make sure people are vaccinated before they go to baseball games, before they go to birthday parties, before they get on a plane, before they leave their house. What's to st- why would somebody who's been telling us the whole time we have to trust science, what is going to make them stand up and go, you know what, now I doubt science. It's not going to happen. They've already cemented you into that position, just like they've cemented people into the idea of the mask versus the anti-masker, right? So if you've been making fun of people who don't wear masks, if you've been calling them you know, anti-science, you've been calling them idiots, conspiracy theorists, or whatever, you've cemented yourself in the position where now you have to wear masks for basically ever. 
How are you going to, how are you going to ever get to the point where you're like, okay, now it's ready to take it off? You're just not. You've cemented that person as a, oh, I'm doing this for myself and for my, for it's others. It's amazing is the compassionate. speed to which, in which that is done and people get, buy into that kind of, be, that's just crazy. That's what I find to be most uh, surprising about this. Uh, even though, I mean, there's a lot of resistance, um, well, well, not a, not enough, well, but there's I guess, not enough. Yeah. Well, but here I went downtown the other day to to buy some groceries and stuff, and basically, it's like a ghost town, and many stores have boarded up with like with boards in front of in front of, like so many places, and many places like businesses have gone down, out of business completely. Like the whole kind of center of of this the town, the city here is. Just collapsing. What is it's this? crazy. This is some sort of China rover arriving at Mars. What? It's getting there at the same time? Is this right? Yeah, this is right. 2010, <sighs> yeah. 2021. Look at Mars. Oh, man. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Me and Elon are going to go there. Wow. You and Elon. Buddy what? buddies. Is this, is this, is this supposed <laughs> to be, is this supposed to be the footage from the thing? Yeah, from the Chinese rover. China. China, China style. Oh. Yeah, where, where's all the moon rocks they were supposed to bring back? Did they bring back any moon rocks? <laughs> the slight vibration can be seen. The, the the Chinese brought back moon rocks? I don't know. Did they? I don't they know. Did. Didn't landed... they say when they landed on the moon they were going to bring back a bunch of cool stuff? I think that they landed they it, they landed it in Australia. It was hilarious because the guy who picked up the capsule was like wearing like a bunch of uh, – it looked like riot gear, like police officer riot gear to pick up this capsule. But no, no, we've never seen that. This is how they get away with it. I mean, they just nobody ever asked it. Nobody's going to follow up on that. And if you question that, what are you questioning science? Are you questioning NASA actually went there or that China actually went there? Look at this. What a joke. Yes, yeah, yes exactly. I am. <laughs> how dare you? Does that mean, you, well, let me guess, you don't believe in masks and you think the coronavirus is a hoax? Get the hell out of here. Oh, man. <laughs> let me guess, you also believe in Q and you're a constitutionalist and you believe in the whoa, Constitution? Whoa, 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 That's oh. a little Trump far, Trump is a buddy. savior. The well, but that's where they take it now. Coming. That's what they've done. They've, yeah. they've set that yeah, up beautifully. associated with everything. It yeah. doesn't matter what you think. Labels suck. <laughs> yeah. Labels freaking suck. Just leave us alone. Yeah, really. Just leave us alone, damn it. And that's all we believe in. That's the sad thing is what, what these people don't understand is that that's my position. You live your life, I'll live my life, period. I'm not trying to infringe on anybody else. That's why I said recently people got upset, but I was like, I do believe in masks because I believe that the people who are sick in this world, if they want to wear a mask, then fine. Because you shouldn't be out anyway. If you have the flu, stay home. I don't know. When I have the flu, I don't fucking go to the grocery store. I don't, don't need to. I'll lay in bed until I feel better in you know a couple of days. But if I did need to go to the grocery store, I don't have a problem wearing a mask. You know why? Because it tells everybody else at the store to stay clear of me. I might be sick. Get away from me. That's fine. And I, And we wouldn't even give those people a hard time. Imagine you went to the store today. And you're shopping around and you saw somebody down the aisle who's wearing a mask. What would you do? You'd probably avoid them. Maybe go around them. Maybe, okay, that person has a mask. They must have something wrong with them, right? That's how life should be. I'm, I'm well. I'm not sick. So if I go to the store, I shouldn't have to act like I'm sick. They've completely flipped this on its head now, where if yeah. I go to the store without the mask, I'm the one that needs to be avoided. What the hell is yeah. that? What are, you, what are you talking about? Why would I need to be avoided? This is the biggest joke of all time. And this is what they've done. They've completely confused the world and made it backwards now now if you're a healthy person you need to be avoided and if you're an idiot sheep you can congregate with the other idiot sheep because you're all wearing masks and, and uh, you should be it's just a, such a joke to me that they've done this i mean it should be quite clear of what you know a, a mask should be for and if believe me if we start going outside and what i meant by that is that 
we wouldn't go to the store and film the person with a mask and be like, look at this person's wearing a mask. We would never do that. We would just recognize mm-hmm. that person's wearing a mask and we need to go. There's people who go to stores to film people without masks. Look, this person's not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sick. Dipshit. Why would I have a mask yeah. on? So oh, please somebody film me at a store like that. Oh, please. I dare you. <laughs> it's, in, it's insanity what's what's going on here. And I don't see people waking up to it. I don't see people uh, becoming aware. Maybe you guys do. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. Um, I don't know either. People, they, they, they still want to wear their mask. It's like they, now it's turning into a fashion statement absolutely. and they're layered like tank tops and shit. I mean, yep. it's crazy. I've actually seen, I've actually seen articles written by girls who say that they think they're cuter with masks. So they want to keep wearing them forever. They oh, think they're, God. they think they're more attractive. Yeah, it's like wearing a burqa. That'll be, that'll be in fashion soon. You know what? I don't care if people want to wear that crap. I really don't. But it shouldn't be required for everybody well, else. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm saying. That's it, the freaking problem. That, that's the difference between if you and if you want to. And I hate to you know go left right here, but I'm saying the difference really is you have one side that's just like let us just live our lives and leave this the hell alone, and then you have the other side that's like we want to control your lives and we want to tell you exactly what you can and can't do and what you can and can't say. And again, I know that's a locked in yeah. paradigm of the left versus right, but it's also I find myself as a person that's like, live and let live. Like, I just want mm-hmm. people to enjoy their life. Let me enjoy mine. Leave me the hell alone. Uh, don't mm-hmm. require me to do things to my child. Well, who the hell are you? How does any human have a bigger, a, a bigger spot in the world than I do? And I can choose to go to somebody if I want. For instance, I recognize that doctors go and spend eight years learning about the human body. I recognize that. Okay, clear. Got it. Whether they learn the right things or not, if I have a heart issue... If my son were all of a sudden, you know, not able to breathe, then I can make the decision if I want to go take my son to somebody that maybe I trust or to a medical professional simply because I haven't had eight years in school and he has. That's my decision, right? But forcing me to go see anybody, forcing me to get a vaccination, forcing me to inject my child, uh, forcing me to do anything, give them some sort of medication, do anything is, is out of this world ridiculous and should be stopped immediately. And mm-hmm. yet it's, it's propelling itself because of this whole you got to trust science narrative, right? Well, okay, yeah. that's great. Whether I trust science or not has nothing to do with whether I'm going to let these people do whatever they want, especially people in power. <laughs> like it's so funny that we were supposed to believe that, and this is another one that got my sister like, yeah, I just don't get that, that you'll never have Taco Bell come out with a new taco that makes people stop wanting tacos, okay? Because <laughs> if they did that, they're going to hurt their business really bad, and it would be absolutely retarded for them to do that so why would we believe that there's these companies out there johnson and johnson and moderna and all these pharmaceutical companies that are going to create a product that's going to make you not get sick what are we thinking how, how can we be so dumb to think this is the point of vaccines is so that we don't get sick oh you just want me healthy so you make no money sure where do i they sign need up to, they need to come up with these diseases that that mutate that is, this is the other kind of side of this thing that is so incredible the way that people buy into it they buy into different varieties of a thing that's mutating uh allegedly the way that bacteria mutate because you can see how bacteria allegedly adapt to to particular chemicals like you have um so they put this story on a virus for a long time because they had these flu viruses they mutate they have varieties of flu uh, vaccines and allegedly these people in a laboratory are able to keep track of of something that allegedly mutates naturally 
right? Which is very fast with very many different varieties. So the story really doesn't work at all, but they are able to then indicate particular national varieties. There's a British variety, there's a Brazilian variety, there's now, and, it, and they just come up with it and people just buy into it and j create more measures to. Man, this is insane. It's like a game. It's this. I saw massive... an article. I saw an article yesterday. I can't find now. I was just looking if I could see it. It said there, there's 40,000 variants. <laughs> was, right. What do you is mean? That what you're you now? I thought Seriously? I saw that. that 40,000 variants. <laughs> Hold on. I want to. damn break. They haven't even isolated one. Not yeah. even one. Not even the first one. Well, but this is it. what I'm saying. Say According to the, this, if you follow the logic of their whole narrative going back many years in, in so-called science, their science with, with bacteria, how it's supposed to work. You have these kind of strains of malaria. Uh, they are, they are um, resistant to different kinds of drugs that they try and whatnot. So the, and the mutations, they have to happen many, many times and very Go quickly. Back, Jaren. I saw it. Where? I saw it. <laughs> Hold on, I wanted to put how many. I think I saw deaths, but I go, how many? I well, I saw in your last search, if you look in the little lower text, it started to talk about nearly 40,000 variants. Where? Where? So I was right. I did I see that. Yeah, see right there. <laughs> where? Which one? How dangerous is the new corona variant in the UK? It has nearly 40,000 there. Uh, it might sure say deaths. It say there. Oh, no, it might say deaths. deaths, so. it's deaths yeah, it? it might be deaths. Is it deaths? I got to find. There is a number. Uh, Seventeen no, that's cases. mutations. The cases. new variant. Hold on, I'll find no, they, it. They, it's a huge number. Same, yeah. Uh, they said there. There they said that the new variant had seventeen mutations. Seventeen, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, what they counting? What they doing is essentially using the test to to find strains of DNA, which is a total farce. That's not even uh, the, the the virus itself. Even if you if you, it's so bizarre that that part of the farce. But then they. If they find a slightly different genetic material, they can call it a mutation and identify it. So it's a way to to make so that more people get positive. Of course, and if it, and if um, viruses are just the excretions of a toxic cell, then it, you're going to find uh, a, an infinite number amount of DNAs, possibly depending on <laughs> who's find testing or what you're looking for. You can find. Any fucking thing. Yep. Isn't that what Anything. that guy said? The, the the guy who invented the PCR test. He said. Yes. Yeah. And literally, he said also that in the human body, there's so many substances that there's literally anything. Like, right? It's like it's yeah. I mean, what a game that they. What a what a scam. Because when people don't know how these things work and they're misinformed, they will fall for anything because the the right. authority of the 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 apparatus is there and. Yeah, it's that bombardment of pharmaceutical products in in your television every day. It's funny because yeah. I don't remember. I actually think I saw it on a news thing. I don't even know if I read it, which is weird because I can find that's on uh, NBC News. But I th hmm. yeah, it's either twenty or forty. I'll have to ask Missa too because I remember her oh, watching. There, there's another one. How many strains are there? Yeah, I can't so, find um, anything. It keeps saying, "Oh, there's a bunch," but only these ones are the ones we're worried about. And I can't find anything that gives me a number. Um. Alpha, beta, theta, la la la. Ah, they, they link them to different symptoms. That's one of the tricks. Oh, so if you have the running, if you have the COVID toes, that's a certain one. <laughs> <laughs> There's COVID toes. Go look it up. There's pictures yeah. of people. With... Yes, I remember COVID toes. Yes. There's the, the, the symptoms that they relate to COVID could be 
caused by a myriad of things. They're just yeah, of course. any of those <laughs> symptoms. All of those symptoms could be anything. It, if even if you look up those things, it's like why you should never go to WebMD and type in your symptoms because you'll be like, oh my god, I'm dying. I have six months to live. You know, just it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, something something terrible happened in my family during this time. Uh, my my uncle's wife had uh, was a, already a transplanted person. Like she had different transplants, organ transplants, and she's she was young. I think she was under fifty, for sure. She was under fifty, and she was very scared about this whole thing. Of course, in Brazil, they buy they buy wholesale into it, and she ended up in a hospital. For to, to do the COVID treatment, the first thing they did is take her off the the rejection, the organ rejection medication that she had to take, and within a week she was dead. Really? So, yeah, this just happened in the last couple of weeks. So pretty rough uh, for my uncle, and yeah, man, it's it's how it's the whole thing is meant to be. Now, how are you ever gonna say um, that it wasn't what they say it is, right? That's no, after this something point. like that happens. Huh? No, I said not at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to find it anywhere. That I, it's funny that they don't give any number that I've seen so far. Well, I mean, these numbers are huge. These numbers are here, but they're talking about how many samples. Yeah, who's counting? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. People need to quit getting tested because yeah, that's absolutely. where they're, you know, yeah. they want, that's where they're getting their cases and that's how they're, you know, lying with their statistics. Oh. And let me tell you about, <laughs> I, I have three or four people that are complete examples of this, which is immediately when you know that everything you're being told is a lie because they tell us that the asymptomatic people uh, are carriers and get people sick and are even more contagious than, you know, because by the time you have a cough and a, and a, you know, and a sneeze and a you know, sore throat, by then, you have already shed a bunch too of virus late. or something. It's too late, right? So asymptomatics are the most contagious, right? So I know people, uh, family members, that have supposedly tested positive, right? So they test positive, um, and they say, oh, well, I wasn't, you know, I had a little fever. I wasn't feeling too good. So I you know, went in my basically bedroom and uh, quarantined. Well, these people all live with multiple people in their house, including children and their wives who they sleep with and probably have sex with. And so why would it be that the other people wouldn't get sick? How could it be possible that you have some sort of virus that is so contagious that we all need to wear masks and wear face shields and we need to hand sanitize constantly, yet you can live in a house with for you know two weeks with somebody when you're supposedly asymptomatic and they're the worst contagion yeah. you can be, holding a baby, having sex with your wife, and then when you find That's out right. you're sick, you go quarantine and then they never get sick? How? Yeah, it's amazing. I, I I know I know I have one of my best friends from high school in the United States lives in Oregon with his family. He has three kids. It's exactly what he's doing. He got he he thinks that he went to a ski resort and got it, and now he's living with his family in the quarantine inside the same house. And they have kind of breakfast when he's wearing a mask and keeping social distance inside the Jesus. house. <laughs> but oh my yeah, it's, god, it's like they they buy into it. Uh, yeah, like in the case I was just mentioning, even with my uncle, right? They, yeah, he's driving in the car with her, they're going around. It. My granny's coming in, they're talking to my mom. There's all this stuff going around, right? According to their theory, everyone should be infected by now. <laughs> Do you think there's people that have sex with masks on? Yes. <laughs> I do. Did you, did you see I the, it. I the, it. the government, the Australian government saying how to masturbate in the, in the corona? You see that one? Oh, I've seen yeah. the one that says that you shouldn't have, 
no, no anal sex. No, no, no anal, no anal licking. Sorry, I think anal sex. Oh my god. Yeah, there that was, was an old one. Yeah. There was another one right when early on there was some pamphlet thing going around that. <laughs> I can't oh, yeah. remember. It was what like it from was. a college. A college put it out and said, "Here's how to handle you know sex between." you and you know other college mates during coronavirus and it was like yeah wear a mask um and no anal this licking. is here is mutual masturbation the safest sex doing covid19 this is the <laughs> australian health system the benefits of masturbating with a partner how to en enjoy masturbating safely a minimum of 1.5 meters at all time oh boy. <laughs> if you're sharing sex toys make sure you keep them clean by following these rules Consider wearing masks to minimize the risk of COVID-19 even further. Or even take the fun online. Oh, my God. So if oh, they say there's all these variants, hard. then shouldn't you be able to find the amount of them? How hard would this search be? I'm, just, I'm like, now I'm thinking there's a reason why they're not saying this because I, I heard it on the news. I'll have to ask Missa what exactly that number was. Let me text her, actually, and see if she remembers. I'll just won't even tell her uh, <clears throat> what I'm talking about. I'll say, how many variants? Do you remember how many, what they said on the news? Let's see what she says. Um... Let's see here. Oh, so weird. It, well, why wouldn't they say that? I mean, if there's all these new variants, you'd be able to say the number of them, obviously. <clears throat> but maybe they don't want to tell people there's so many because they will still want people lining up for this freaking vaccine. That's my guess. Oh, that, that, that's, what does it say? Is there a limit to how much can mutate? Well, technically, according to your theory, no. It, can just, it will go on forever. That's what they want. Right. Uh, let's see. Show us how many variants. How they're spreading. Look at that. Scary how they're. Oh, the South African variant discovered in California. <laughs> oh, boy. So I got to run. I better hide in my house. Um, but, yeah, the other thing is, I mean, you just need to let people live their lives. And believe me, if we all started going outside and saw our neighbors laying on the driveway and you went over, like, what's wrong with you? And they're like, I got really sick. And then the neighbor next to them is in the driveway and everybody's, like, sick. Well, you're going to probably go home and stay in your house for a little while. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that's, that's how easy it is. <laughs> you're probably not going to go to Christmas with your family if that's happening. Uh, we don't need the news to be, uh, you know, telling us what to do. We don't need Gavin Newsom. Uh, to be my, you know, my king, um, to tell me when I can leave my house and when I can open a business and when I can make money and when I can't and what I have to wear and what I can wear where. It's just such a joke. Um, seeing here, I just texted Missa. Uh, <laughs> said, how many variants of Corona did we hear the news say? Okay. Um, and I don't see anything on here. Chat is lit, by the way. Started talking about mask Illuminati sex. <laughs> oh boy, people are loving that. Uh, I don't see the high number. I don't see anything. It's so weird that there wouldn't be somewhere you can find the number. It's just weird to me. I, I don't know how you could ever say. How, how can I say it different? Number COVID variants. Um, how many? I've tried all that. Don't know. COVID variant uh, totals. I don't know. Not finding anything about it. We'll move on because it doesn't seem like they want to discuss that oh, the, number. They're warning: new new variant will sweep the world. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, because it's, it's completely made up. You can make up any number you want. They could say fifty thousand variants. They could say ten thousand, or they could say ten. The problem with them saying ten is that uh, they want it to be uh, obviously more scary. So that's not a very scary number, and people they just want to scare you. It's fear. It's been working for ever. Uh, isn't there... Remember in the beginning where you could just write any number followed by COVID cases and you get uh, you know, last year, you know, 666 cases or 333 and 3333 and 4444 and everything would come up somewhere. 
Yeah, I don't see anything that gives me a number. It's so weird. You would think that that would be easy to find. I thought it was on the NBC News. I'll have to go back and check because uh, I don't see anything now. And I could have sworn that number ah. was 40,000 or maybe it was 30,000. Um, and I, you know, we we're, we're eating breakfast and we just were dying laughing. I mean, that's really what the news is for, by the way. It's better comedy, certainly than like Saturday Night Live, uh, pretty much anything else out there. Uh, it's just a laugh fest the entire time. Um, yeah, I don't see anything. I don't know if there's an interview the other day with, uh, a Q supporter that was like, um, saying how sorry he was for thinking that Anderson Cooper ate babies. Did you guys see that one? Oh, no. no. Yeah, it's like the dumbest. Oh, it's just so stupid, the stuff uh, they keep coming out with. I mean, and it's like wow. so obvious. Like, okay, that person was never a Q believer and certainly isn't now. And you guys have paid him, which tells me he probably does eat babies, if we're being honest. Um, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? Why else Seriously. would you have that? That's what that's I mean. Like, that's them telling us that he does. That's exactly what he does. Uh, he's, no, he's, am I the only the one who thinks that? son of that, that like, woman that has the paintings painted of the children being... Torture, right? Yes, he is a Vanderbilt, okay, which yep. is they're the family that built the Biltmore House, which is here in Asheville, North Carolina. I've been to that house many times, and I've been in that area where that pool is. Pool. Oh, yeah, and there's and there's no water in it. And once and I saw the painting a, actually a couple of years after I had been to the house already a few times, and I was like, whoa, that does look like the inside of the Biltmore House. I so, mean, in this, you know, it's a, it, this house is, it's, they call it a house, but it's a castle. It's a freaking mm -hmm. castle that was built right in the 18, late 1800s, right around 1895 to 1900, right? And so, and, and they modeled it after the big chateaus and castles and stuff in Europe. And that's what it was. And they had all the lords and ladies come and stay there for weeks at a time. And they have like, hallways full of drawings of all the lords and ladies and stuff that visited there and they have the huge seven-story dining room with the huge organ in it you know they got that big organ mm. room it's i mean it's crazy so, but yeah so here's very the sketchy. uh here's this yeah. article here or this video it's so funny and it's just hilarious imagine yourself being a q believer or whatever and let's say you realize it's not true what do you do call up cnn like what do you just do you send them an email like, hello, I just wanted to let you know I used to believe in Q and used to think that Anderson Cooper <laughs> ate babies and I'd love to talk to him live on the air. Thank you. And they just reached out and <laughs> called him back. They like, say, oh, come on like, in. Yeah, we'd love to talk to you. When I found Q? I mean, just the fake stories come out. says he found QAnon on the internet in 2017. Mm. Though he's Australian, he had previously lived in the U.S. and was already interested in American politics. I think superficially it did seem like it gave me comfort. I didn't realize the nefarious kind of impact it was having on me because mm. it was very insidious how it slowly disconnected me from reality. Wait, where's him talking to Anderson Cooper? QAnon is a baseless conspiracy theory with a growing online. I love how they say it. baseless. It has no basing whatsoever. <laughs> it's it's a conspiracy theory, all right. <laughs> And then they just lump it all together. I don't see this isn't where I thought this is where he talks to Anderson Cooper. There was a oh, so I mean they have all these former C Q and it's just hilarious to me that this is people would believe this that oh you just went and found somebody said oh let's let's talk about it all right I would love to come on CNN I mean somebody who's a Q believer is going to believe or go on CNN <laughs> what the hell are you talking about it's not even those two things don't even match it's so stupid I can't stand yeah, it's it. like the flat earther that came out on Simon Dan right. 
Yeah, exactly. Sure. Right. It was nobody anybody's ever heard of. He's like, oh, I've been a flat earther for years and I, I looked real into it. And then I realized that we uh, can see curve and we, you know, just making shit up. You're like, what? Oh my God. So stupid. I don't know where I saw that video. I'm having troubles today. It was just an interview with him and Anderson Cooper. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Don't remember where I saw it, but you can find it. He, you know, says about, well, let me see, Anderson Cooper maybe eating babies or something. <laughs> well, that's what it was about. He's like, she's like, so you agree that I don't eat babies? And the guy's like, yeah, I guess I agree that you don't eat babies. Um, he's like, I apologize. I actually did think you, but if, if I ever do a show where I'm talking about me, you know, maybe this is it. There, so yeah. there it is. There it is. Watch this. So funny. <laughs> did you at the time believe that Democrat, high level Democrats and celebrities were worshiping Satan? Drinking the blood of children. Anderson, I thought you did that. And I would like to apologize oh. for that right now. So I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. Um, but yeah, <laughs> oh my God. 100%. You actually, but, you, but you, actually, you actually believe that I was drinking the blood of children? Yes, I did. Was it something about me that made you think Yeah, the that? fact that you worked for the CIA. Because Q specifically mentioned you, and he mentioned you very early on. Um, he mentioned you by name, and from there, if he also talked about, like, for example, like your family, but yeah, and I, I've, I'm gonna be honest, like people still <laughs> talk about that to this day. I, I, there's, there, there were posts about that just four days ago. So, some people thought you were a robot. You so, really I mean, believe? Imagine this guy just, <laughs> this guy just said there's posts about that four days ago. So he's, he's over QAnon, but he's still checking out the posts. I'm yes. over it. Yeah. I'm done. Let me pay attention to the board every day so I know exactly what's going on. Give me a fucking yes. break. Right? Just I'm documenting that. all the Q posts in these binders <laughs> behind me. Yeah. Dated and shit. every thread. But now I know that you don't eat babies just because I don't know what. And now I'm willing to be on CNN. CNN is the arbiter of truth. I've just realized as of yesterday. I at one stage believed that uh, Q and on was part of military intelligence, which is what he says. But on top of that, that the the people behind them were actually a group of fifth dimensional, intradimensional, extraterrestrial, bipedal bird aliens called blue avians. <laughs> so far down in this conspiracy black hole that I was essentially picking and choosing whatever narrative that I wanted to believe in. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm telling you, if you watch Saturday Night Live or you watch that, there's one you'll laugh at a lot more, and it's that one. It's definitely funnier than anything else on TV. <laughs> oh, boy. That is too funny. Um, <laughs> well, he does look like that boy in the painting, too. There's so a that was painting. a real report. That wasn't a skit. No, this is on CNN. That's yeah, freaking hilarious. I feel so like funny. that could have been like Anderson Cooper hosting Saturday Night Live, and that was the skit. <laughs> oh, God. Do I want to click this? What is Anderson Cooper accusing? What is this guy talking about? Wait, what? Oh, stop that. What does it say that they, now, now Biden's in charge? QAnon now says Biden is leader. Means he's no longer a pedo. <laughs> Means he's no longer a pedo? <laughs> what? This guy being serious. Hold on. I'm going to listen to this just for comedy. Follow on show today, uh, not the last two topics, but this is an update on. I mean, you could. These guys this doing up. this on purpose. I'm just about you to couldn't blow make the this heads up. Off many of <laughs> He's about to. UK mates who have secretly signed up to the QAnon um, cult without 
either without realizing they signed up to it because oh, some yeah. of the like I said, I mean, I see different issues with all these things, but again, they're just going to group it all together. They're going to do these kind of uh, false flags or whatever you want to call them, these psyops where you release these people on TV. And this way, if there's nothing you can say anymore that won't be followed up with, oh, what do you believe? Some sort of aliens are doing this and this and Anderson Cooper's eating babies? It doesn't matter what you claim. They'll just say that and then it's easy to dismiss anything you say. Um, so, you know, p- pretty brilliant strategy, sadly. Um uh, but yeah, so funny. This is the direction they're going to go. That's why I call it the you know censorship era. I think we've entered that as of uh, 2021, and I don't think you get those things back. We talked about it yesterday on the Thursday show. Uh, you know, Alex said something about um, you know he th- never he thought free speech will never be what it was, and I said okay, I agree with that. And I said, do you think it will ever be as good as it is even now? Uh, he said no, and I, I have to kind of agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't see those things coming back. It's not like all of a sudden you'll be able to start talking about certain topics that you weren't able to talk about before because they've now built this, you know, I think it's more than half the country. Uh, they've given them this idea that it's because of things people said, it's because we allowed Donald Trump to say dangerous things and people believed it. And it's because of, uh, all this misinformation that has created all these problems and therefore free speech needs to go away. That obviously the state, obviously Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden and uh, you know Kamala Harris, they are the ones that can really decide for us what things are safe to say and what things aren't. And then you just have by by default people like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube who have to fall in line. And this is kind of what I mean by the story. You can't be target and be like, you know, I know they're making everybody else wear masks. We're not going to do it because you will get absolutely buried in the world of social media, which is where. We are today. You don't get points for standing up and being an individual or being unique. You get points for going with the crowd and doing what you're told. That's how that's how a whole social credit system works. So when you're talking about is that on the line, well, sure, because we're almost there already. A social credit system is simply you get points for doing the things that are approved activities, and you get no points for doing non-approved things. It's social media itself, right? And it's YouTube and everything else. Uh, <laughs> anything that has these metrics, analytics that you count uh, numbers and the numbers become really, really very important. Where people become numbers, people become resources. And they have value as, uh, you know, to extractive value and so mm-hmm. on. It's all kind of dehumanizing. Um, and, you know, even though it, it seems to be to, to have, uh, it's, it's, it's the whole, it seems to be very useful, but at the same time, it, it does all this horrible stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, what's the difference between likes on posts and it's meant to give you the buzz of salivating. It's meant to be right. a kind of conditioning device. Uh, we're all screwed. I mean, our generation is still, <laughs> uh, we, we, we kind of. You know, we come from a different period, but imagine people going, there's kids growing up. I know from my, you, you know, pretty well, Karen, even though you probably raise your children differently. Uh, but I see in Brazil, kind of mainstream kids, my, my, my sister's like 17, uh, and her friends, you know, they talk about, you know, how many followers they have on here and there. You know, it's all, it's part of their kind of whole system of who's who and it's messed up. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know how you get back from it either. I mean, you've convinced people, you've made them in love with these phones. Uh, Children don't even go outside to play anymore. 
or to, I don't know about you guys. When I grew up, man, I was outside every day. Um, oh yeah. I was outside all the time. Yeah, if I wasn't at yeah. school or doing homework, I was outside. We were playing yeah. wiffle ball. We we're playing basketball, hockey in the street, marbles, you name it, you know, tag, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I don't see anybody outside anymore. And you know, it's not even Corona. I mean, before that, just children didn't play outside anymore. And you go to like family functions and you'll have six year old nieces or nephews. And, and these guys are just sitting over on the couch, just glued to their phone. You know, nothing else in the world matters. You can't even go say hi to them. Like, Hey, how's it going? How you been? You didn't even pay attention. No, like care less, right? Couldn't care less. Pretty scary, but that's, um, the direction that they want to go. And I, I see why, because it creates a very, um, welcoming environment for those who go with the flow, those who do what they're told. That's kind of, and we should have seen this. I should have seen it. I mean, I never noticed it in school, but now when you look back, you're like, okay, I see what school is really doing. It's weeding out those who, uh, don't follow rules, who don't, uh, who do think, uh, uniquely, right? Who do think out of the box. Those people are not celebrated at all. They're actually sent to the principal's office. And you can also tell well, even even if they would be even if there are people kind of like that, they sometimes forced into. Cause I, I was like in the beginning, for instance, I was I was expelled from high school, right? I I was I didn't have any future in terms of academics whatsoever, and I started being a musician. I, I was, you know, totally off. Um, and <laughs> so I, I think what happens as well is that you get directed into the different niche that you're gonna have to fill in. In, in the society that you're on, right? It's part of it as well. Uh, of course, is I'm, I'm just complimenting what you're saying. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I got lucky, I think, that when I got into college, I already had kind of critical themes and I, I went into the direction of the critical approach to colonialism and so on. Otherwise, I would have been in, in business administration or in politics or in all these other pharmaceutics and all the sciences and astronomy all of that it's it's available um so it is a mess because you know it, it, when you look back in the educational like the early uh, academia early actual universities whatever they never had this whole take on the industry didn't didn't really own it now it owns it uh back then you would go to a place like that to learn about forming your own opinion and right. actually well, that's not, learning things. It's the complete yeah. opposite of what they do now, right? I mean, they want everyone to have the same opinion, everybody to have the same history embedded in their mind, everyone to believe the same science is the, you know, the end all be all. And in 16, you know, 50, we really came back to science before that. It was just a bunch of people theorizing. And then we have, Oh, we got tests now and we've got experiment and we've got the scientific method and we've discovered all these planets and there's, you know, all these trillions of miles away. Nobody will ever get to. And people just buy into it because we're all taught the same bullshit story from the start where they teach you the scientific method. They go through it. This is how you're like, Oh, that's pretty good. That's what you're saying. Ask a question, do some tests, see what they, the tests show. And then you come up with a, a conclusion based on those tests and you, you know, release that data. Sounds great. That is the way to get to the truth. And then you hear him talking about, we found this planet and this planet rains glass sideways and this one has, you know, <laughs> diamonds. And it's very believable in the fact that you're like, well, this is obviously being done by scientists, which means they've obviously gone through the scientific method. And it's not till you really look into it and explore right. a little bit that you're like, hold on a second. This is the easiest, possibly the easiest scam of all time to teach people whatever you want, especially when you get into an, an area nobody will ever go to, right? Nobody, nobody listening to the show, not one of you will ever enter space, quote-unquote space. No. 
Yet you Anybody have all these beliefs you Uranus about it. Smells like farts. Yep, Uranus smells like farts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that these... there's an asteroid that has a mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it looks like a mask. That was and then it is. Remember that? And then <laughs> yeah. Halloween, there's a, you know a nebula that looks like a skull. Yeah. And a pumpkin. The sun looks like pumpkin. a jack o' lantern. It's the jack o' lantern sun. Yeah. yeah. Well, by chance, they just got it. It was right over Halloween time. Oh, of amazing. course. And all these gas planets that are just uh, you know so pretty to look at through your telescope. You know, uh, Saturn, Jupiter, just gas, just a big ball of gas mm-hmm. out in space. Yeah, we know. If you take any gas out into a vacuum, what happens? It fills the space. It doesn't become a, a ball and start orbiting <laughs> shit and get some rings. Hypermassive ball. Hypermassive ball of gas. That's so like big. Contradiction. So big. <laughs> so much bigger than the Earth. I can't believe how incredible it is. Um, yeah, so in schools, they just keep children back in my mind. I mean, why do we separate children by age? What, what is the point of that? When in life yeah. do you separated by age? When are we like... All right, all 50-year-olds go here and all 60-year-olds go here. It's it's kind of military ranking, right? It forces you to understand there's no hierarchy early on that you're you're subjected to their will. You're under their control and following rules is important if you want to get get ahead and getting things right is important. It's part of that. Repeating, right? Repetition, 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 memorization. Yeah, yeah, Pavlovian yeah. conditioning 101, you know, like um, Bell's salivation, reward and punishment. And that t- is taken to on the other level, is taken to the extreme with the fear conditioning, where they have the whole sort of, as you guys know, the Anderson Cooper, uh, you know, that boy hanging uh, in that mansion, right? What they're doing to those people that that's the idea that you break their personalities and then you can control the different compartments. Kind of like when you see that Bill Clinton interview or he's preparing. It's not an interview. He's, he's getting uh, made up or whatever, prepared. And he sounds like a boy. And he's turning to a zombie. Uh, and that is through the other side of, of the the extreme side of punishing uh, and rewarding and punishment, which is how the Nazis would push it. And that's the MK Ultra style conditioning that I, I think is a lot to do with uh, with how the astronauts are are play uh, on the play with the rules um, but yeah the, it's pretty messed up like uh, this might be a weird question who's the last person that you would say invented something give me somebody who's hmm. who's invented something I mean so we get all told all these stories throughout history of this person invented this and Eli, you know, Eli and the cotton gin. And we've got, you know, all these inventions and Orville and you know, the the Wright brothers with their uh, plane. And mm-hmm. so we got all these inventions and, and uh, Marconi. And OK, so then what who's invented something recently? Recently, I don't know. I, I, I was just thinking of Schaumburg mm-hmm. because I, I think that's so interesting. He invented lots of cool shit. Yeah, it just seems like those things have gone away because now what you've done is you've cornered all these minds, these children's brains, into little indoctrination camps where if you teach them all at the same age the same thing, then you can probably pretty much uh, guarantee that the output will be about the same, right? And if you're somebody who manages inputs and outputs or somebody who's in power and control, the elite, then you would have a plan to make sure that people come out a certain way. And if you could get a hold of a mind at the age of kindergarten and mold them through eight hours of quote unquote education until they're, you know, at the age of 18 or 17, all of a sudden you would have a pretty good estimation of who is going to appear at the age of 18, right? You you would have a, Mm -hmm. it's kind of an equation. 
the empire came up with the idea of the residential schools, right, for indigenous people, indigenous children. But that was the model of their model of civilization. But they would take the children away from their parents, force them to to do to exactly what you what you what you're saying, because that's how you become a subject for for the queen. Right. For the, and that's what they want, right? They want tax slaves. And so, you know, another way you make sure yeah. you do that is you make sure that people need to have two incomes to uh, basically raise a child. And by doing that, all of a sudden, you know that there's no person that can be at home throughout the day to take care of the child, at which point the only option is school. And look at there's school and it's free. It's free for you. Just send your child here for free. We'll do it for free because everything that's free. And again, we've talked about this before. If something is free, you are the product. Hate to tell you. If there's anything out there that's free, you are the product. You are what is the goal. You are what they're going after. So when they take your child mm-hmm. and they put them in a school for free, the child is the product. That's what they want. They don't, they're not doing things nice for you. They're not just being kind. Mm-hmm. Actually, schools aren't even really free. They, they tax you for them. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. You yeah. pay tax. <laughs> they extort you. <laughs> yes. But, you know, that's the same thing with the vaccines. You know, they make same you thing. pay yes. for it. And right. they also it built into the price that, that they the, charge on the insurance is money that goes into the no, VARES for vaccine damage. So the you actually put money up front into a fund that goes to vaccine damaged people when right. you pay for getting a vaccine. And then yeah, that whole yeah, thing they never is lose. Ridiculous. No, they never lose. Only we lose. Yeah, absolutely. That every every single time. That, <laughs> that is the one thing I had to add on this, Jaren. I'm not, not sure you know. I've, I've been looking into. I, I just made my last stream. I was looking at some documents from Jesuits from the 1700s and some other travelers from the 1700s. This guy to be into talked about Tartaria as well, but he's caught by the Inquisition. Uh, and one of these Jesuit priests in that wrote wrote something called History. The history of the future, and what he's he was alluding to, what I think is their kind of plan to really plan out the whole future. He talks about it in those terms. He says everything that we're writing now is how the future will be. It's a, he's he even contrasts with other stories. He says histories in the past. They're talking about the past for people in the future. They're they're these stories from the past they read in the future. What I'm going to write, he's as a, his main Jesuit is the history of the future. It's what's going to happen for the whole future. So my idea is that as they control the calendar, right? The, these guys, they, they can... hundred. This is from the 1700s. So these guys are thinking ahead hundreds of years. They have control of the calendar. They can just place things, whatever they want. Right? They can have a, they can have a group of people taking care of this, that this calendar happens. And that they can predict and program the, everyone, and they control the, the governments, they control the educational systems. Right? You went to a Jesuit school, kind of. For instance, they're everywhere. It's not like, he, he, and they they have a reputation, even, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they 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 get access to, and and some of them might be good. It's kind of like I, I when I was learning Latin, there was this prof. And I was learning Cicero, whatever, translating Cicero, and I really liked that stuff. And I was one of the few people who like it. And this guy was a Catholic and and uh, Oxford guy, and he tried to baptize me because he learned it was not bad. He's like, you're from Brazil, so you must be a Catholic. I'm like, no, I'm not baptized. My parents didn't do that to me. So it's like, oh, you need to get baptized so we can go to the Vatican Library and, and read some some 
Aquinas. He's like, you should no should Protestant. dig into Aquinas. It's like, dude, I'm not going to do your plan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Never going to get baptized. You must be joking. But that's the kind of kind of stuff that exists. And, and the guy was, you know, who knows? Maybe he's just a Catholic. Maybe he's just thinking, uh, you know, it, it's hard to come across people who really like this kind of latching. Well, there's all these materials there, uh, you know, but you need to get baptized. <laughs> So funny that this was... person in the D live chat, uh, two cents says it's not free. You are taxed. There's no product, dude. Uh, that to me just baffles me. If you don't think that the children that go to public school, uh, are not a product. And of course, when I say it's free, I don't mean that it operates with no money, that the buildings are right. sitting on free land or anything like that. Uh, obviously those things have to be paid. The teachers have to be paid. What I'm talking about is that, okay. Yeah. You take people's taxes, but do you think there's some people that don't pay taxes that send their children to school? Of course. Do you think there's people that are in poverty that have to send their children to school and do and get to do so free? Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not a matter and of – people to pay a lot of money to – Sure, but that makes sense to me. I, it's that's, that's real. institutionalized. It's still state-run. It's still state-run curriculum. Right. They're still teaching the children a bunch of crap. Right. Have you guys seen Common Core? Right. Have you so, looked at uh, it? I've seen some of this stuff. It's shocking. Oh, man, it's disgusting. It's it. a like, freaking nightmare. And there's things that we should right. all recognize that like well. – What about like, you know – Arithmetic, you know, addition, subtraction, division, multiplication, right? Okay, I would agree. I'm going to homeschool my son, right? Those are things my son's going to know how to do. He's going to know how to do those things. But I'm going to draw the line when you get into algebra and trigonometry and all the – because only people who need to know how to do those things are the people that are going to do those for a living, right? So you people don't, like that stuff, but they have right. kind of a taste for it, and they do it for themselves. Like they go sure. beyond the Sure, so that's what I mean. Right? So that's when you would have somebody who steps out and wants to go – take private lessons for something like that. I mean, that's yeah. how school should be. It shouldn't be this such a uh, institutionalization. I mean, that's kind of what you describe, institutionalized. Yeah. That it's yeah. like you the have to grading, learn these things. You have to know these things. what's the most messed up thing I think about. Even if you – okay, let's let's say like this. You have a history class, right? And they give you some stuff to read from the past and you have to comment. The There should be no right or wrong. If, you, if the student – you say, okay, write an essay about this book. You should say what you think in your own words. The teacher's role should be to correct the grammar and say, you should have written this in that way. Do you understand how this is a mistake? Or maybe here you shouldn't be so repetitive here and there and la, 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 la. I agree or maybe I disagree. Maybe you can look this way or that way, but not give a grade and say, you're worse than the other kid right there. They did much better. Maybe they have the parents did for them. Maybe who knows what's the circumstance. The role of the teacher is to help the student learn something on their, on their own. They, they do the effort. They do, they enjoy the learning. And then from the teacher, they may get, uh, you know, the, the, some direction, but not mm -hmm. the stick and, uh, and, and punishment and anything like that. That just goes against uh, learning in general, right? <laughs> in my opinion, I don't know. But this whole thing in multiple multiple choice stuff and I don't know. There's, it's terrible, man. They, they want to make money. They want every student to go to, to – that's why they accept so many university students because – not because they're bright, but because they're paying, right? Uh, this is the, <laughs> and it's not because they want to study. It's because they need a diploma so they can get a job later. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, it's uh, pretty funny to think of what they're doing and the path that they're taking to get it. And another thing that's come up, and I'll just cover this real quickly, because going forward, I think that I probably won't do as much stuff on uh, Bitcoin because of some of the response from people that have been 
shocking to me. And I'm, I'm in the position where I'm like, you know what? Uh, if people don't want to see something, don't want some truth, and I've learned this with Flat Earth and everything else, then uh, I'm not going to be the person to try and force it on anyone. Uh, because I think everybody should hear something one time. They should look into it. It's good to hear a story. It's good to hear somebody's past with it. And uh, beyond that, there's just too many people who don't want something to be true. They have already, you know, have their minds made up about that certain subject. And so, you know, you're never going to get anywhere uh, with that. But I wanted to bring up uh, this video that I thought was funny. Uh, this is a, oops, I'm not on that screen. Let me go here. This is from the uh, FDIC chairman. It's just so funny. When you hear this, it's like things like this make me go, oh, yeah, that's what I want. I want to save my money in dollars. <laughs> Listen to this lady. It's uh, pretty hilarious. At a time of a pandemic like this, it is way too easy to get confused and to have fear yeah. about what you should be doing with your money yeah, tell me. in your accounts, especially as you're looking the at the volatility in the stock market yes. and the financial sector. What do I do with my money, please? This is what I would like you to take away from this. Okay. Your money is safe at the banks. Okay, the banks. last thing you should be doing is pulling your money out of the banks now, thinking that it's going to be safer someplace else. Right, banks. You don't want to be walking around with large wads of cash, mm -mm. and you certainly don't want to be hoarding cash in your mattress. Mm -mm. It didn't pan out well for so many people. Sorry? And I will tell you this. No depositor has lost <laughs> a penny of their insured deposits right. since, since 1933 when mm. the FDIC was created. Mm. So if you're talking about having your money in a safe place, please keep it in an FDIC insured bank. Mm. Because that is their their trick. This is how they've kept uh, humanity enslaved for, well, since 1933. But I mean, really going back as far as time you, you want to believe exists, uh, mm -hmm. it's this monetary system. And if people don't want to look into something new or think that everything that ever shows up will always be from the government, will always be uh, designed against you, and will always be uh, some sort of government trick, then you're basically just throwing in the white towel and giving up. It's something I'm not willing to do yet, I'm not willing to give up. I'm willing to fight the ridiculous fractional reserve debt-based currency just remember, based on nothing. Yeah. Whenever you see 33, it can never be a coincidence. Because there's only nine digits for ten. <laughs> well, so other times, you know, the thirty-three is funny too, because that's the year that they mm -hmm. uh, brought that all in. You know, so it's certainly yeah. a number they love. Um, but yeah, to me, it's just anybody who doesn't want to look into it. And I get very frustrated people that are just like, "Oh, you know, it's like cool. Then don't then have nothing to do with it." Do you have, think? Do you think it makes people scared when they, if you're truther, like in you're thirty-two? You get scared when you're 33 and you have to tell your friends that you're 33 then for a whole year? Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. 33. So she's uh, going through it. It's real tough. <laughs> she's got a whole whole year of being a, a, a mason. Um, no, so, I mean, it's just, uh, it gets pretty ridiculous. So, I mean, again, if people are interested in getting involved in crypto, and I get it, you just maybe you're looking at it, it's like, ah, oh, it's a little too expensive or I don't understand it that I have been doing those consultations. Everyone who's taken one has really liked it. Uh, a couple of people came on, was it last Thursday or this Thursday? Oh, no, it was on the uh, the patrons-only stream on Sunday. Uh, a couple of people com came on that I did do consultations with that had no problem speaking out and saying uh, that they enjoyed it or at least taught them something. So, uh, again, you can go to is this page on. Let me see here. If you go to my website, uh, jaronism.com slash crypto, I believe. There's a short little sign-up form. Yeah, so you can go here if you want, uh, 
and there's different, you know, consultations you can sign up for, amounts, and then just me talking about how it works and why I'm uh, able to do that. I had somebody who wrote me an email telling me that, of course, um, I have no right talking about Bitcoin because I've never bought more than 0.25 in my life and that uh, I'm just some guy on the Internet and uh, do, does you know podcasts. I have no place to talk about Bitcoin. Obviously, they've never – and they're like, I've watched your show for the last five years. And it's like, yeah, sure you have. If you watch my show, then you've heard me talk about many times that for two whole years I wrote for uh, Bitcoin uh, websites. Now, those websites You're are no longer there. but Bitcoin. I was getting paid I remember in Bitcoin. you telling that story about the guy who ripped ripped people off years ago. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been going on. And it's, you know, if you follow my timeline, it's exactly, uh, you know, I stopped working at CVS as a store manager in 2012 and then basically wrote for those websites 2013, 2014, because we're home. We had a bookstore that was doing really shitty and I was looking for other things to, uh, you know, to work, to make, to make money. And, you know, found these places looking for writers and, uh, you know, applied there, worked there. And then right at the end of 2014, I was really kind of looking at Bitcoin, just thinking, I don't see this going anywhere. I think it's going to be, uh, there's a lot of problems with it. There's a lot of things wrong with it. And uh, it might be around for a while, but I don't want to get you know stuck with it. And I thought in a very short-term perspective as a very much like a gambler where, hey, you know, if I got Bitcoin when it was $200 a coin and now it's worth 400 well, I'm going to sell it because I just made, you know, that double my profit. And when you think that way, it's just not a smart way to think, but that's the way I thought back then. And then I basically lived off that all the way through 2017, basically. And, you know, remember in 2014 is when I became a flat earther. 2015, I started making videos. So it all kind of goes right in line. So anyway, anyone to come out and say, oh, you have no place to talk about it. And I don't claim to be anything more than I am, which is somebody who's used it, understands it, can get you set up pretty easily, can get you a... Uh, you know, a wallet on your computer, teach you the importance of the words, the seed words, show you how to buy, show you how to sell, show you how to send. Um, and then you'll at least feel a little more comfortable. A lot of people don't get that luxury. The people that are like me who started 2012, 2013, 2014 had to learn a lot of things the hard way. And there was nobody to really go ask. There was nobody for me to really talk to. It was just kind of learning on my own. And I understood that was a daunting task, right? So somebody today who just hears about it and they're like, man, it seems like a lot. It's very easy just to dismiss it and say, no, this is ridiculous. I don't want to look into it. You know, uh, that's easy. I had a conversation with Crow on Jason's Secrets of Saturn the other day. And I love Crow, man. Crow's got a ton of good things to say about a ton of topics. Uh, this is one that he already has his mind made up that he wants nothing to do with it. And you you know, I could have gotten to the point where I said, well, Crow, each Bitcoin comes with a free yacht and a free uh, house. <laughs> and he would have been like, no, nope, it's a, it's a setup. So, I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter what the cryptography is. It doesn't matter what the idea behind it is. Uh, for me, I hate the banks. I hate having middlemen. I hate having people in my business. I hate people that don't uh, respect privacy. And all of a sudden, there is a currency that has shown up. doesn't matter who made it. doesn't matter at all. It just matters that you read the white page, understand how it works, and uh, it, you know people can innovate off of that. And all of a sudden, I'm able to send Karen money privately between her and me without anybody else being there. It's a very, um, uh, it's kind of like a, a system that's hard to even imagine. Well, what do you mean? You're actually sending something of value across the internet from one person to another that is private between us. It doesn't involve a bank. Bank of America doesn't know. Uh, you know, the government doesn't know. It's You're just between paying, us. You're paying lots of taxes on. Yeah, but, exactly. I was going to ask you something about the American system. Like, what is, what is a credit union? Why, why is that? Is that different from a bank household? Is it, is it the exact same thing? No, they're usually there like more about, uh, I think, I want to almost say they're not for profit, but I could be wrong on that. But it's like a, it's for the members. 
Right, whereas Bank of America makes money for themselves and they uh, have shareholders and they pay dividends, right? So it's a little bit different than a, a – maybe there's a firefighter credit union. So it's a bank that is only for those firefighters. Uh-huh. Karen, do you have a better answer than that on me on what a credit union is? I think it's just that. I think that's the best way. I but would it's say. like it's a bank alternative, right? It's like some people can bank yeah. straight with their credit union. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you can use a credit union just like a bank. I'm part of a credit. I have a credit union as a bank. And do you do you find but problems using it in certain the places same or with less fees? But I mean, it's not it's not really that much it's different. Very similar. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you, you should get like better personalized treatment or something like this, or is more community oriented. Or mm-hmm. yeah, more community. That's what I'm saying. Is it's like a. Right. Um, they, I don't know if it's nonprofit. I don't want to say that because maybe they do make profits, but I think it's um, like a member-owned kind of thing, right? So if it's uh, whoever's in part of that credit union or whoever's the group that's got together to decide to do that, um, th- then they uh, – it's got to be – now that I'm thinking about it, it's got to be – it's got to be not for profit. I'm pretty sure. That's the point of a credit union because I'm trying to think, well, who would be if it's member-owned? Yeah, so it's there is no profit that's made – Basically, it would go back into that community, whatever that is, right? So I don't think the same thing happens with Bank of America or something like that. Uh, also, they're smaller. There's not this whole problem with the, um, I don't know, uh, you know, too big to fail, that whole thing. Right. Right. So, um, so it can actually fail. <laughs> yeah, because I think that the bank consists of the people that are part of it, uh, which is not really true for, you know, Bank of America. Um, so it's more community oriented and it's meant for, you know, those people. So it's, 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 I mean, the thing is about banks is that they're always going to trap you with, it's like that lady just said, right? She's like, oh, well, uh, no federally insured money has ever, uh, been lost since 2000 or sorry, since 1933, right? So no money that's ever been insured has been lost. So they make these statements, but they fail to tell you that the value of your money has dropped enormously while getting other people in this world further and further in debt off of paper notes that have no nothing backing them, right, that are created out of thin air, that are created with debt from their inception, and then at every place that you use that or try and acquire it, there's taxes being pulled out. You're getting raped basically numerous times from when you get paid from income taxes to when you try and buy something through sales tax, when you try and buy a home through property taxes, when you try and leave it to your uh, family through inheritance taxes, wherever you can, you get <laughs> butt raped. You know? Inheritance taxes. I mean, it's just so absurd. You just kind of lost a family member, whatever. I mean, there's so many left and they, they're going to take it, you know, they're going to, they, they need to take some of it. I mean, of course they have, right? You have the right to do so. It's just so insane, man. It's just, and it's been around for, it's gradually came around. Like, that's the thing, too. Like, at some point, the United States had no taxes or something. Isn't that how it was? Well, supposedly, that was the, the whole Tea Party thing, right? I mean, the whole uh, Boston Tea Party uh, uh-huh. was kind of that whole idea where we're not paying taxes to the uh, to the crown. You know, we're not paying taxes over there. So they dumped uh, supposedly all this tea in the water. Whether you believe that or not, it's probably a bullshit story. But the idea is that, yeah, originally there was no, and again, it's very easy for them to impose taxes because they need to make threats to you. First of all, they need to say, oh, these other countries are going to come get us if you don't pay taxes and let us build an army. And so most people at that time would have been like, all right, you can take a percent. Go ahead. 
Um, and then you just kind of keep upping it and you keep threatening people with, you know, uh, fear and, and everything. It's so funny that the stories I've heard about where fireworks came from, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but, you know, fireworks came from them faking like wars. They were like false flags. So, you know, it's like, uh, China. Well, even if you think of like, uh, the Star Spangled ba- Banner that says, you know, bombs bursting mm-hmm. in the air, which is hilarious because why would you be launching bombs in the air? What the hell's the point of that? Well, what right. they were is they were fireworks and people would be in their houses just trembling, scared shitless. And out in the distance, they would see these things exploding in, in the air, bombs bursting in the air. It's, oh my goodness, we're being, you know, we're being attacked. And then these people just give up more and more of their rights and more and more of their money, uh, thinking that there's somebody coming to get them. Somebody's coming. Somebody's going to get you. And they've just kept going with that forever. And again, I mean, when's the last time anybody came over here and did anything to us? You know, uh, it yeah. d- d- doesn't happen. But I mean, this is the, the threat. This is how they take more and more taxes. And now the percentages are insane and they take pa- taxes no matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you try and do. Especially the one I don't understand is the whole idea of capital gains. When you have something that gains value, which only gained value because you have it and you held it. So you are the sole person responsible for that increase. And when you make money off that, the government's there with their hands saying, give us some. <laughs> what do you mean? The what problem. the hell did you do? Right. Or property taxes even or anything else. I mean, if you bought a property, what would, get off my back. I own this property. No, no, you got to pay us taxes. Well, then I don't own it. How, how do I own this house if you're going to require that I don't pay, pay for tax, it? Yeah, well, well, it? That's not owning. So, I mean, the whole thing's a scam from the very beginning. Anyway, I know we got off on a, sub, on a subject, but with Bitcoin, all of a sudden there's something, and I thought like a lot of you did 2013, I thought it would be pretty simple for me to tell a story and say, look, here's me, here's me thinking that all these things are wrong with it, and I don't see it lasting, and this and that, and that was eight years ago, and now we're fast forward eight years, and I'm regretting all that because I'm like, man, if I just would have thought differently and not seen it the way I saw it back then, I could have retired by today. My thought there is by giving you a piece of my history of what's happened with me that you would recognize that if you have these apprehensions that it's good to look at yourself and think to yourself well wait a second so if i had these apprehensions at the beginning what would be different about me back then i would have the same apprehensions as jaron did and maybe by today i would be awake to the fact of wait a second there's something going on here and anybody who thinks there's nothing going on with uh, digital currencies there is and it's coming fast and i've already seen these things starting to pop up now Um, they're innovating beyond imagine with what's going to happen you will be shocked in five years at the advancements Bitcoin will make. Many people think it's going to go away. Many people think it's going to get hacked or this government or this, they're behind the code. That's fine. You know, by all means, have that opinion just in five years. You know, I don't expect anybody I, to do I think, it. But... I think we're... Go ahead. I think that, that what we're seeing for sure is um, the race going on precisely in that realm of new cryptocurrencies and it's 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 just happening in front of our eyes right the race yeah a race for for different coins right kind of like like almost like a gold rush yeah if you will there'll there'll be lots of actors fighting to to come up with a coin that's going to be the dominant coin the next 20 years you know that's happening right now these people are working hard what else are they going to be doing in the financial world that is the innovation. Right. There's innovation going on. They're starting to make these little sticks. They're little, um, I can't remember the name of them. I think they're called bit sticks. Uh, basically, it's just a thumbnail drive. You plug it into your computer and you load whatever Bitcoin you want on it. It gives you an address. You send it to it, whatever. So let's say you've got uh, $100 on there or whatever. Um, you can actually take that out with you and go shopping with it, go wherever. You can even hand it to somebody else. And it doesn't activate 
until like you don't know the private key. You'll never know the private key until you pop. There's like a little uh, push through thing. You push through the button and it pops out the other side. And then what you what that does is reveal the private key. So at that point now, basically, let's say I've got a hundred bucks and I want to transfer it to Karen and I and it's an in-person thing. So it's kind of like cash. I can go to her. I can give her this stick. And because it's not popped yet, she knows that the private key has never been revealed. The private right. key is embedded in that machine. Once she pops it, now she has the private key, meaning she can spend whatever she wants on it. So all I need to do is tell her, hey, there's a hundred bucks on here. She can even check it by plugging it in and seeing that the hundred dollars is there uh, on the blockchain. And until she pops the button, there's no way anybody can use it because the private key is embedded inside there. There's so many things like that that are going to start coming that are going to make this um, beyond imaginable. Yeah, and this it's is. It's very much like a gift card, right? Uh, it could be. It, similar. What, what I'm mean, saying is that similar. all the problems people have with it, oh, it's not easy to use, this and that. I mean, those things are going right. to come along. That's what I'm saying. So I've realized yeah. that just because I watched what happened in eight years. I saw the things that they corrected and the way that they fixed things. And so I look ahead and I say, oh, well, it's only going to continue down that road. And for something there's only 21 million yeah. of, I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. So what I'm going to do is, like that I said. That makes sense, of course, because it's, it's basic troubleshooting, right? Remember the model for science, right, is not freaking scientific model. It is trial and error. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on in cryptocurrency science. It's obvious. Well, right? and it's yes, real. It's actual people. Problem. It's actual people doing innovative things. And so you have to think, in, in the past, anything that you were ever going to innovate on had to be based on our monetary system. So anything, whether it's PayPal or all these different companies or you know Stripe or all these guys, whoever comes into the play, MasterCard, Visa, they all have to play by the same rules. They have to play by the rules of the Federal Reserve and the banking system that we have now. And there is something that's come along that allows you to operate outside of those rules. So anybody who doesn't see the yeah, benefit but, of that yeah. – Anybody who wants to step back and say, nah, I don't trust it, well, then stick to money by all means. Ha- ha- enjoy the fact that your money will never be worth what it's worth today. Right. Enjoy well, the fact that they print say- more and more money Sorry. every single chance they get. And that 40% of the money in circulation was printed in 2020. If you don't see the writing on the wall, good luck to you. Uh, so anyway, moral of the story, I will do these consultations for people that are patrons or people who reach out uh, you know, this way. But as far as doing videos about it or anything anymore, it's, it just doesn't, it's not worth it to me because... I know what I'm going to do. I know what I, what goals I have for myself. Uh, but if people don't want to hear it, you know, I'm not going to be the one to force it down their throats. Yeah, no, my, my point was just that, um, that point was that, um, the problems that arose with people losing and ways of that you could get, you know, scammed and all the other problems. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's try and error for me. Uh, in that, that yes, argument. people learned the, that, yeah, people learned the hard way. I mean, yeah. kind of like, yeah, no, I mean, you're learning that there's some issues that need to be resolved. And over time, people working together on those issues, they tend to really do a good job, I think. Uh, you see that with open source all the time. Yeah, another problem that I see um, people, hold on, let's see, oh, it's called the digital dollar. You know, as a lot of people think, oh, well, the United States is just going to come out soon with a, a new um, currency. And it's like, yeah, of course, you know, this is uh, definitely coming. And people think, that this is going to hurt Bitcoin. They don't realize that it's only going to help Bitcoin. It's only going to help privacy coins. You have to think, no matter what the United States comes out with, it's going to have tracking on everything. They're going to know exactly what you do, exactly where, and they'll be able to turn it off whenever they want. So anybody who thinks that's going to do anything uh, doesn't understand what's going on, doesn't get that there's one that operates outside of the current banking system. If a dollar is introduced by the United States government, it will certainly have 
it will be in- introduced by the United States government. I mean, what well, do you think? The, the important be the part thing of it? is that it has a pyramid with an eye on it. Then people want to use. It. Yeah, then then they're real happy with it, and then they want to talk shit about every other monetary system and be like, "No, I don't like that one that you and I can trade between each other privately without paying taxes. I would rather go through PayPal, or I'd rather send you a credit card payment." Well, good for you. Good for you. Uh, you are basically bowing down to the banks and saying, "No, this system of bullshit money that they've set up." is certainly better than this other system of bullshit money they've set up that they didn't set up. <laughs> this is what they don't realize. is like, they, and they say, oh, well, Bitcoin's based on nothing. Oh, great. And your dollars are based on what? They're like, trust. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what Bitcoin is built. That's why there's value to it. Where do you think the value comes from? Well, it has no value. There's nothing behind it. Okay, where's the value of the dollar come from? Uh, well, the trust. Yeah. So now you maybe you start to see what's going on here. And it doesn't matter to me who invented it. You know, that's one of the questions Crow kept bringing up. Well, we don't even know who invented it. Some fake guy. Sure. Yep, absolutely. You can read the code. You can read the code right now. You can go look at it and see exactly what's going on. There's nothing nefarious in there that says at the end of this date, we're going to change it to this and all of Bitcoin are going to be sent to these people. Uh, there's nothing like that in it. Uh, so again, if you, if you just want to, um, Avoid things because it's your general nature to do so. Then I understand. You know, I'm not going to try and argue with somebody that doesn't want anything to do it. Couldn't it be? Couldn't it be that the alleged inventor of this did not want to to have his name out? That's the story. Simply, yeah, that's the story. I mean, the story is well, that it was done on a on a on a message board, right? Like a back and forth on a cryptography forum. Sorry, not message board. Uh, forum. Mm-hmm. And whoever it was eventually handed it all off and said, yeah, that they didn't want to be known. Some people say he's dead. Whoever it is, they never collected any of the money that they made off of it, which is weird. So there's a lot of weird things that go into it. I'm not certainly saying, oh, it must mean that it's legit on the because of the fact that we don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it doesn't matter to me who invented something. Like I don't know. I don't know who invented the iPhone. Who invented the uh, Apple? I don't know. <laughs> who invented the iPhone? I don't know. I use it, right? It's a it's a useful gadget, I guess. Um, well, Jobs Jobs was probably. You know, he invented the iPod. So. Right. I yeah. think they just say Steve Jobs. Right. So, I mean, so, but we don't really know that, right? Was it him sitting in his house with a piece of paper? Nah. And, and the thing is, here's it's the thing about other the... people working for him, right? It's Well, and here's the thing about the iPhone. The iPhone, you can't see the code. Sorry. It's not open source. You can't see what goes on behind the, the, the closed doors of Apple. You can't see what goes on in your iPhone to know who it's pinging, what it's telling, what information it's gathering. You don't get to see that. With Bitcoin, it's open source. Here you go. Take a look at what is being done. Here's the code. Here's how you can build off of it. Here's how you can innovate off of it. Here's how you can branch. Yeah, the and best be- you can do it with your iPhone is actually break taking it apart and understanding how the components are put together. That's sure, but not the software. Do. Can't figure out the the, the software no. that's being used or how it's been created. So yeah, there's just a, a you know something out there. And again, could it be a scam? Absolutely. Sure, Bitcoin could all crash tomorrow and it goes to zero and. Even though I don't know how that would happen, you know, I'm certainly not somebody who would say, oh, it's impossible it could ever happen. No, it's very possible. But for something that right now I can use to trade, it's a it's an exchange of value. And like I said to Crow numerous times, uh, it is the scarcest asset in the world. And so once you realize that, it's the scarcest and probably one of the most valuable assets that there is. Now, of course, somebody could say, well, what about the Mona Lisa? Sure. Yeah, there's one Mona Lisa. It's worth a lot more than Bitcoin. So if you want to call that the scarcest asset in the world, go ahead. But there is an asset out there that you can actually take part ownership in. And it is the scarcest asset of the world and always will be. What I mean by that is that there's no 
even though the population is going to go up and even though more people are going to get into it and no matter what, you'll only have the same amount of coins ever, which is 21 million. Actually, that number will drop as people lose coins, as people, uh, forget their, their seed words or they, you know, get lost in the ether, whatever, that number is only going to come down. So when there's only 21 million of something in the entire world, 21 million total ever, uh, and you can get a piece of that. I don't see why you wouldn't. Uh, that's just me. So again, um, I just don't want to harp on it. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you talk too much about it now. I get a lot of emails and, and this and that. And uh, we're not interested in finding it. We're not interested in getting rich. We're not interested. Okay. I'm not uh, giving you the information for that reason. It's just if there's some way that it can help you, a little bit here and there, I think it might pay off. I, I really do think, you know, people in my consultation have been asking me over and over again, how much is a Bitcoin going to be worth in 20 years? I said, I have no idea. Well, a Bitcoin will be worth one Bitcoin. But I said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if, you know, think of a house right now, it's a million dollars. Just think of one in your neighborhood, in your city, whatever, what a million dollar house would look like. It would not surprise me if in 20 years, one Bitcoin buys you that kind of a residence. And that's just one Bitcoin. So the fact that you can buy something for about $40,000, $45,000 today and something you could have bought for $14,000, uh, you know, six months ago. Um, if you can buy something like that and hold it for 20 years, and the payout be something like that, uh, to me, it's worth a shot. You know, that's the only way I look at it is there's no other way that you're going to have that kind of a, uh, a return. And no matter what happens with this digital dollar, no matter what happens with more coins coming out, uh, Bitcoin is the original. And many people who know who trade in Bitcoin and buy other coins that usually you have to buy Bitcoin to buy these other coins. So they all operate off basically the, the, you know, the backbone of Bitcoin, which is only going to drive its value. Uh, higher and higher, and no matter what to me. And people talk about bubbles. Oh, it's in a bubble. The bubble's going to pop. Okay, great. I mean, so we've already had bubbles and they popped and the price went down and then guess where it is today? So people say, oh, a lot of people have lost money getting involved in it. Well, if you've lost money, it's because you sold. It means you bought it 20000 and it went down to 12000 and you sold out. You said, oh, I don't, I'm going to sell now that it's at 12000 So yeah, you lost money. Anybody who's bought Bitcoin and held it for any amount of time has made money, period. Whether they've cashed out or not, or whether they're still holding it, if you bought Bitcoin and you hold it for two years, guess what? There's nobody who hasn't made profit. Zero. So how is that a um, something that people can't recognize as potentially uh, earth-shattering for these banks? And the day that we get to, and I wanted to find this article, I have to look for it. The day that we get to the place where you're able to use Bitcoin uh, between people and to go pay for things at a store and... You know, you go to get coffee, and the day that that starts happening is the day that the government's going to lose their freaking mind. Because right now, at least they're like, all right, well, at least it's not very, well, things are going to innovate. Things are going to uh, get better. I was trying to find the, uh, this is the digital dollar that they're coming out with. But when you hear some of the things that they're thinking of doing, it's like, this is why we have to be worried about the digital dollar, where everything is going to be tracked and all these things. What people don't realize is think how many people are transacting with Bitcoin right now. Sending from wallet to wallet to wallet to wallet. Again, I could pull up my wallet and I could send uh, Karen $100 in Bitcoin. And we just transacted that and it's done. We both close our wallets. If you think there's some government agency out there that's like snooping through the ISP records for, let's see here, what happened with Jaren and Karen? They send 100 No, they don't, they don't have time to do that. What are you talking about? There's millions of transactions going on. Millions. They're looking for those bigger numbers. They're trying to get to the bottom of it. But these little transactions between people that we're able to do now without the need for banks without the need for constant surveillance is amazing to me. That's why I think it's groundbreaking. Um, I'm trying to find here. 
So I'm trying to see banknotes may remain important. Digital dollar would offer a new choice for digital transactions, offer instantaneous peer-to-peer payments, provide diversification of payment rails. Uh, again, what they're talking about here with this digital dollar also is m- more tracking. Um, it's still going to be reduced or released the same way, still be uh, fractional reserve banking. They'll still be able to add coin whenever they want to it. There will be nothing like Bitcoin that comes out of a digital dollar. And this is what I'm just saying to people so that they wake up when they hear about it coming. When they hear the digital dollar is coming and they say, oh, I knew Bitcoin was, well, you have to understand that Bitcoin is the complete opposite. There's a limit that there is no, um, you know, tracking like this, that there is no, I'm getting paid in this and I can pay my taxes in this. Cause guess what? When you go to the digital dollar, uh, and you know, you make a bunch of money and they'll just take the taxes out themselves. Well, you know, how are you going to stop it? Oh, we'll just, oh, you owe this much. Oh, you owe this much. We'll be taking that from here. Um, you know, that's what they're going to do. And it's going to be even more invasive, uh, than ever. And right now there is a way to put money away that they can't, uh, get to. But again, I get it. Many people feel like it's, uh, everything is the end of the world, right? I mean, of course, this is the mark of the beast. Oh, basically, eventually you're going to have to, you can't buy or sell without these digital dollars. Well, it has nothing to do with Bitcoin. If you're talking about, yeah, I mean, think about it. If the, if the American dollar goes to digital, then there will be a, uh, you need, you can't buy or sell without this particular mark, right? <laughs> that's, that's, so if you're talking about which one is the mark of the beast or whatever, well, it would be the one that you can't buy or sell without it. With Bitcoin, you're making a decision on your own to get off of banking, to get out of these guys' um, system that you hate, that we see as being uh, designed by and for corruption and for enslaving the masses and be, you know, creating wage slaves. To me, I, I can't imagine why people would be so turned off of it. And some people are, I get it. Some people are waking up to it. A lot of people are, um, uh, at least a little more alert about it. And I get it. it's imposing to get into. And that's why you know I'm offering those, uh, consultations. Cause at least so far, nobody's come out of those hours or two hours and said, I don't understand this at all. They all come out of the same way saying, Oh, now I get it. Okay. Now I own Bitcoin. Now I've got this wallet and now I can transact with it or I can hold it if I want. And it's a whole new world where all of a sudden, you don't need the help of Bank of America. You don't need Western Union. You don't need MoneyGram. You don't need Wells Fargo. Uh, all of a sudden, these things have gone away, and it's not like there's anything more than trusting two people, right? You know, really having a trust um, between them. So, you know, me and Karen, we trust each other, right? So we can uh, easily have a conversation on Skype on our phone, and you know, if I owe her money or I'm doing something for her or making a graphic for her or whatever, and she wants to pay me, we can transact in something that has value that is completely outside of the current system. And if you recognize what the current system is and what it's done, why would you ever be against that? Maybe you don't think it's smart to get $45,000, $50,000 in Bitcoin. Neither do I. Maybe you don't think it's smart to put your entire savings in it. Neither do I. But if you've got some sort of asset in your home or you've got, you know, say you've got something that's worth, I don't know, 50000 bucks, it sits out in your garage and it just sits there. Well, you know, it's not going to gain value. It's not going to do anything. You might think twice about, well, do I really need that asset? Would it be better to take that baseball it's worth 50,000 bucks signed by, you know, Joe DiMaggio, whatever. And, you know, get cash for it, sell it now while it's got, you know, value and then buy a Bitcoin in the hopes that that Bitcoin be worth something. Uh, Cause I doubt that that baseball will buy you a house in 20 years, you know? So you just have to really start thinking. And then to operate outside the banking system, does it hurt to get involved and to buy a couple hundred bucks worth and kind of look at what you can do with it? And okay, I can do this. I can trade. I can send to this person, send to that person. I can pay for these items. Pretty soon, I think you're going to start to see why it's going to be uh, taking over soon. I don't see any doubt in that, but 
maybe other people do. Karen, you've got into a little bit. Um, you know, what do you think? Are you apprehensive mostly? Um, no, I mean, I was at first, but it's, you know, it just takes getting used to how the process works just because it works a, a lot different than how things, how most people are, are used to doing things. Right. So it, that's just the biggest part is learning the process and learning how it works. And then once you get past that and once you start to get used to it, uh, it's really not so bad. You know, and I don't, I like a Jaron, I don't agree with, uh, I don't think it's a good idea to dump all your money into it. I wouldn't do that either, but I think it's a good idea to diversify, mm-hmm. you know, that's never a bad thing. No. You and know, again, if maybe it, you buy some silver, maybe right. you buy some crypto, whatever. Yeah. And for me, the only thing is about silver, gold, that those things seem great to me, but I also recognize that I don't know how much of that is in the world. I don't know who has what. I don't know what the United States government has. I don't know what the Chinese have. I don't know what the Indians have. I don't know what anybody has. I don't have no idea how much gold is in Fort Knox. I don't have any idea how much gold is held by the the Ubuntu people. I don't know. You know, so I don't know those quantities. So when I do see a price for gold, I understand that it's got value and I understand that it's considered scarce, but I also understand they're still mining for it, right? So obviously you can still dig in the earth and pull out more. Um I get that. Silver, there's a certain amount mined every year. I get that. Is there a bunch hoarded somewhere that we don't know about? Probably. Uh, with Bitcoin, the complete opposite is true, that we know exactly how many Bitcoin are out there. We know exactly uh, how many they'll ever be, that there is no more mining anybody. You can't dig any deeper and find any more Bitcoin in the, in the earth. You can't find out that, uh, well, I guess you could find out that the government had a bunch of Bitcoin, uh, maybe that they own, but still they own part of the 21 million. So, um that's fine. A lot of people think, too, that, oh, the government can just come along or some uh, whale and just purchase everybody's Bitcoin. And they don't realize that to buy Bitcoin at this point, you have to buy it from people. So in order for some whale to come and convince me that he wants to buy my uh, Bitcoin, well, right now, if I have one Bitcoin, I'm pretty much going to put a buy order on that at about a million bucks. So if a whale wants to come along and give me a million bucks for one Bitcoin, then I'll do that. So this is the problem people don't realize is it's not like there's some store selling Bitcoin. Just like, oh, we got all this Bitcoin here for come get it, whatever you want, whatever you want to, you know, pay, whatever you want to offer. It's not the way it works. That it's been released. There's, well, I mean, there's 2.5 Bitcoin that come out every 10 minutes, but that's nothing. Think about that. It's 2.5 mm-hmm. Bitcoin every 10 minutes in the world. So it's, you know, you go ahead and try and get a hold of one of those. But anyway, moral of the story is that I think, uh, most people don't want to hear it talked about. They say it makes them nauseous. Say they don't like the idea of money. Um, I get it. You know, I get it that, uh, people are very afraid of, Anything coming along, everything is from the Bible. Everything is revelation, um, no matter what it is. So it's like, all right, I get it. You don't want to um, get involved in it. I won't talk about it. Uh, but just know that as time goes on, you will you will remember some of these conversations I've had with you. That's my prediction. Um, it won't be like uh, in five years you're like, oh man, I you know, Jaron was totally wrong, and look at what happened to Bitcoin. I don't think that'll happen. It's just my opinion, uh, basing that off my history that I I thought like you did eight years ago. And I've realized it hasn't even been phased. It's not like it took a couple punches and it got knocked down. No, Bitcoin hasn't been phased. All the things that have happened have happened around people making bad choices or companies opening up and saying, hey, like Mt. Gox, we'll take your Bitcoin. Everybody sends their Bitcoin there and then they run away with it all. Uh, Things like that. That kind of thing will continue to happen. But that doesn't, for you and its value, would only help you. right? For me, if I have Bitcoin stored somewhere, 
and these other things happen and people lose Bitcoin and somebody runs away, the value goes up because there's less and less and less Bitcoin. Um, anyway, it just seems to me, I don't think people really see what's going on. And just like what Karen just said, where she's like, oh, it's different. The thing, the reason it's different is it's, it's not like our money system at all. Zero percent. So that's incredible to me because our money system is a disaster. And if you think of everything this government controls, think of everything that they have their hands in. Um, it's insanity. There's no, there's not even like a way out. There's not even a way around most times, right? It's like you got to play by their rules in every, in every way possible. Bitcoin introduces something that you don't have to pay, but play by the rules. Now they've got it regulated. I'm not saying you can go buy some right now or you can go get cash for some without the, uh, uh, them reporting your, your name and, and address and all that KYC stuff. Same is true. If you go open a bank of America or bank of a West or, uh, you know, any of these banks, you still have to do the same KYC stuff. So they've got it regulated like they want. And they're pretty happy with that. But imagine you don't need to eventually go trade it into banks when everybody else takes it. When stores take it, when your landlord takes it, when the uh, PG&E and gas take it, uh, all of a sudden you're going to be uh, amazed at how it is going to become. It's just like anything else. Email. So remember at the beginning of email, people, I don't really want email. I don't know what that is. And now everybody in the world has used email. It's going to be the same thing. So has the email been hacked? Of course. As people got into emails accounts, of course, but is email still here? Is it still uh, used every day by almost every person? Absolutely. So recognize that there's things out there that are going to come that are going to be like that, and digital currency is one of them. And the you know the number one is Bitcoin. So to me, it seems pretty obvious of what is you know. And I agree, with Karen. Don't put all your money in it because there is uh, no guarantees, um, and and you shouldn't be I don't know left on the street because of it. But like I said, if you've got $5 extra at the end of the month, $10 extra at the end of the month, $100 extra that you would otherwise just waste, if one day a month you usually go out for a really expensive dinner, um, maybe it's better to eat that dinner at home, save that 40 bucks a month, put that into Bitcoin, and then, you know, unfortunately you'll have to call me in 20 years and tell me how it turned out because I don't know how it's going to turn out right away. But like I was saying about the bubble, bubbles always crash. There's Go look at the Bitcoin price. It goes up to 17,000, drops down to 12,000. goes up to 24,000, drops down to 15. Uh, so people love to say, oh, the bubble popped. Oh, look at the bubble popped. Okay, but just hold on. Just wait. It's just its value is going to increase. How could the value go the opposite way? It's not like the dollar. Value goes down. Bitcoin, there is no more to print. The value goes up. It's that simple. Why would the government ever create something that is the opposite, complete and total opposite, of what they've used to enslave people forever. Why would they do that? Well, all of a sudden there's something called open source. All of a sudden there's something called coding. All of a sudden there's internet and you're able to create these products with simple innovation around a system that works. And uh, to me, that's hugely important. So we got 15 minutes until the uh, astronaut thing. We'll probably stay on just to see how they, how they do. Uh, I wanted to show you, oops, we, where are we at here? Oh, there we go. Just wanted to show you because I think speaking of de uh, decentralized things that are going to soon uh, take off, I mean, Odyssey, make sure you get Odyssey. I saw that they have a new iPhone app and I tried to download it and it told me I need to upgrade to iOS 14 or something. Has anybody done that? I hate updating my iPhone. So I haven't done that yet. Uh, I wanted to check it out. But this is going to be huge because remember, so far they've not pulled down one video. Never heard of anybody who says that they've had one video pulled off of uh, Odyssey, mostly because it's impossible. So that's one you know thing. Even though you know D Lie likes to lie, uh, home of the cucks, and say that their platform was decentralized. Well, of course they're able to turn my X tag on. They're able to turn off donations. That is the opposite of 
decentralization. That's called centralized. They have all the control in their hands. Look at Odyssey. Odyssey is completely different. Uh, so load your stuff here. It's much quicker to load than like I used to load my stuff at uh, Vimeo. And recently I've realized, oh, this is so much quicker, uh, so much easier to load stuff. And for those of you who are censored on uh, YouTube, just saying that there's a little system that's been working pretty well for me. Uh, may not get you the views you want or whatever, but if you go live here on YouTube and you pull it after and you upload it at Odyssey, um, you're kind of completing something pretty pretty good. You're able to say the things you want to say to the people that want to watch on YouTube, and then you uh, load it somewhere like this. You can put it on your website. It's got uh, if you go to my website, uh, you've got uh, you know all these videos that get loaded here, loaded with the um, from Odyssey. So you know if you go to any of these videos now, rather than and this is so much better. Why didn't I do this from the beginning? Right? I used to have these load from YouTube. Well, then when YouTube takes my videos down, is it not automatic on on Odyssey? After you sign up, does it do it automatically for you? After it does. You stream the problem it? is, is it takes like 24 hours, and I don't want to take a chance of leaving those videos up, so I just do it myself. You know. Ah, okay. But, but it would do it. It would do it if you leave it, even if you forget about it. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to. I think after the first. Uh, it depends. I think if you're a bigger channel, it might be a little faster. I'm not sure the exact time frame. Uh, but anyway, I mean, these videos play great, and they play right from you know Odyssey on my website. So it kind of does help you get around censorship a little bit the fact that these videos can't be taken down the fact that people can donate to you in uh library credits is what they're called i think uh, you can also connect your channel if you still have a big channel and they actually pay you for it and it's not even bad i don't remember what the pay is but i want to say it's a couple hundred bucks if you have a pretty good channel i don't know karen did you ever move your stuff here i did did you get paid for it? I don't remember if that's how it works or... yeah it transferred over okay i don't know how much it is but i you know, it's going up. I mean, I don't know what it's worth uh, now. Uh, let me see if we go to the not the blockchain. This one um, was it ten cents for a while. It's probably might be higher than that now because everything is on its way up. Uh, library LBRY. There we go. Library credits. See, I know fifteen cents now. So that's pretty good. I mean, when you realize that you uh, get paid for even just watching videos, you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you just go watch videos, you you know invite people, whatever you get paid, and you can go to a, an exchange and cash that out for money. You know that library credit. Anyway, it's a great idea. It's all done on the blockchain. So far, I've not. There's, it's impossible for them to remove videos. Now, again, could we find out tomorrow that uh, a video was removed? Sure. And then these guys are going to be basically buried for it because they've been saying the whole time, nope, it doesn't work that way. You can go down here to uh, where do you get to the Mm-hmm. information about uh, FAQs, things like that. Anyway, you can find out exactly how it operates, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like a blockchain. So when I post my video, now, because I'm the owner of this channel, I can go in and delete a video if I wanted, but yeah. uh, nobody nobody central can do that, right? Supposedly. Well, again, uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to see if that happens until, until I find out differently. But everybody's been having, there's a lot of stuff here. It's like the old days of YouTube. Um you know, click the homepage and watch some of this stuff and you'll kind of start remembering this is what YouTube uh, used to be like, you know, and you can go to, there's even sections for, I thought there was like conspiracy section, but now I don't see that over here. Used to be. Hmm. I wonder why it's not there. Do you remember seeing a conspiracy? It was called like the rabbit hole or something. Oh, I don't see that now. Wild, wild <laughs> West. I don't know what that is. The wild, wild West. Maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, the universe. Is this one getting started with Odyssey? There's crypto. 
Hello and welcome back to Odyssey class. This is Clement. Odyssey class. All right. So look at it down here. You earned 0.25 for looking at neat stuff. So just what I did right now just earned me, what did we say the price was? Uh, 0.25. So it earned me five, you know, four cents. Great. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you very much for just being on there for two seconds. So watching videos here, donating people, you can go down here and you can click support. You can, um, you know, and by supporting, I can add, uh, credits of my own to kind of, uh, if you want to build uh -huh. content, you want to push content to like the top of, uh, recommendations. It's done through this system. It's not done by what YouTube decides of who gets recommended. Mm -hmm. It's not done by who YouTube decides can be talking about subjects. It's not YouTube decides, Oh, we got to put Simon Dan's videos after every fucking flat earth video that there is. And so mm -hmm. this guy ends up with 400 million. <laughs> this doesn't work that way. So it's completely different. So anytime I see something that flies in the face of our current system, I'm all about it. And if I get burned doing that, I don't really think that's happened so far. So until it happens, um, you know, so this guy got this video and you'll see, oh wait, what is this? Is this how much he's made off this video since the 12th? Wait, hold on. Is this correct? 81 views. Oh, five. I thought it was, f wait, 5,000 or five? A thousand, right? What the hell? Total staked amount. That's insanity. Tips. If he's getting that much, that's insanity. I mean, that's 5,000. Somebody gave tips. Yeah. Even if, even though he has 81 views on it. Wait, yeah, 5,000. That seems really weird. Total staked supports and tips. He must have maybe put his own support behind money. it. Yeah, like I can do yeah. that. If I post a video, I can put my own money behind it to kind of boost it and its results. Because uh, I don't think yes. he's made 5,000 from it. If he did, 5,000 times, what's 5,000 times 14 cents? That's pretty good. 5,000 times 14 is 700 bucks. <clears throat> so anyway. It's somewhere to get started. It's easy to upload. And I know the one complaint I've heard people say is, oh, man, I wish it had live streaming. Well, like I said, it's pretty easy to do what I did, <clears throat> which is live stream from YouTube and then pull it over after. kind of works the same. Um, and then as far as alerts, I'll just put this up on the screen real quick because if people don't know, write this down now. Where are we at here? Um, hold on. This is, nope. thought I had a, oh, here we go. Um, nope, nope, there we go, put that up. <clears throat> so if you want email notifications, I can only send out about 10 a month, so it's not very many, uh, but you can go to jaronism.com slash subscribe, get email notifications. The best place to go is the second one there, t.me slash show. It's a telegram group uh, where 15, 20 minutes, a half hour before any show that I do, um, I send an alert there and people have alerts turned on and this way they know exactly where I'll be and what the links are, so for instance, before this show, 10 or 15 minutes before this show, there was a post that said, um, who's, uh, thank you, whoever made, um, you know, there was a post that said, Hey, I'll be here live at YouTube. I'll be here at Twitch. I'll be here at D live at this time. And then, uh, people who have the alerts turned on can get that and know that you're going to be there. And then, uh, there's a tiny URL.com slash Jaronism chat. I actually think you might be able to do t.me slash Jaronism chat now. I think I fixed that. Um, where, you know, there's people chatting right now, drop links, images, videos, memes, have discussions. So something kind of fun, but this way people will always know where you're at. And then if this show ends and I upload it and move it over to Odyssey, which will happen, uh, then I'll just send a link to this, uh, t.me slash journalism show saying, okay, now it's been removed from YouTube and put over here. And people who follow that telegram can, uh, kind of keep up with, uh, what's going on. And then real quick, just to let everybody know one more time, in case you didn't know, we did a patrons-only stream last Sunday um, for the Super Bowl, but I wanted to do another one just in case people couldn't attend one or the other. 
Uh, so on Valentine's Day, this coming Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, which will be uh, shortly after Globebusters if we have one, uh, will be uh, another patrons-only stream. So if you're not a patron, you should head over there and sign up. And eventually, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but eventually it might be a lot of the work I do is just for patrons because uh need to figure some stuff out. So that's that. Um, let's turn off these. And let's go get ready, I guess, to check in. So you guys have anything to talk about? I'm ready to go check out this astronaut thing. Um, Solar return celebration coming up March 27th, 2021. And if you go to flatearthfestivals.com and you find the page for tickets, you can buy tickets there. And there's a code. There's an early bird code to get 13% off. It's 1111. Nice. So, Very Illuminati. So if you want to buy tickets, use code 1111. You'll get a discount for a limited time. <laughs> okay, let's that's see. it. That's it. All right. And Rodrigo, anything you need to tell people about what's going on with you? Uh, well, just, I don't know, just check out my channel, my website. I'm definitely going to get my some of my stuff on Odyssey. Also, if you like to get all my content... And you just search for my name. The uh, Russians have mirrored all my content from the beginning of my, my website. So there's some Russian thing that essentially they have all my videos in there. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting. If you like to contribute to, to my work, of course, and get in touch, there's, there's my Patreon and my website, uh, set up for that. But, um, yeah. And yeah, we, we finishing the lounge. So probably not going to be here. Anymore, I'm not sure if you would like to do anything together, Jaren, at some point. But um, yeah, absolutely. We see you Sunday, and I don't know what's the deal with the, with the lounge. You're the you're the finalizer. I'm the finalizer. The I, I'm calling it. Oh no! So it's the finale. I mean, really, as far as this show goes and this channel, uh, some things are going to be changing. You know, which I think is a good thing. I think anytime you can uh, change some things, get not stale or old, but and I know a lot of people like the show, so I'm not. Again, when I make decisions, it's more about what, uh, you know, my decision, but I've been offered an opportunity, if you want to call it that, or an opportunity has presented itself to me. I can't really disclose exactly what that is right now, but it will probably be disclosed quite soon. Um, but some things will need to change the way I do things. So the amount of shows I'm doing will change. Uh, how I'm going to do them is going to change. What days I do them is going to change. And really the, you know, people that makes all this, you know, the most possible is patrons. And so the, everything that I do probably will be focused towards them. And it's, I don't want to say it's a small number. It's a great number. I'm very happy with it, but it's, you know, like 285 people. It's a little, not, I don't want to say discouraging. And again, you know, it's just, um, you know, with 285 people and, you know, I think my amount, what is it, you know, $5 is the minimum, but out of those 285, like 60 of them pay a dollar, uh, which is okay. They were grandfathered in. They paid it way back when, and about 200 people pay $5 a month. And, um, you know, there's a couple that pay more than that for a total of after everything, you know, I don't know, half of what I need to live. I don't know, a little less, 1500 So the, the problem with that is, is that with every other avenue closing from uh, DLive, uh, no longer allowing any donations, Twitch, uh, obviously will never become anything. They're owned by Amazon. They may let you exist there for a month, two months, six months, but they're never going to uh, start paying. Any. And if they do, it'll just be like DLive. You'll start to build an audience there. People will start to enjoy it. People will get used to it. And then they'll just, they'll just remove you eventually. So that doesn't seem like a viable option to me. Um, with YouTube the way they are, you can't even leave your videos up anymore. You're going to get strikes. You're going to get, uh, destroyed there. So there, you're really running out of options if you're talking about, you know, doing something like this 
uh, full time. So this opportunity that's presented it will kind of allow me to do so. And uh, so anyway, if I have to start just presenting stuff just for patrons or something, hey, it's not what I'm going to do. But good news is, is that what I'm going to be doing is only going to be helping the community, is only going to be helping uh, conspiracy in general, conspiracy, um, that kind of line of, of research. And it might allow me to do some of the things I used to really love doing, like making videos, like actually mm -hmm. sitting down and spending time that I can't do now. That if I did that and I loaded the video and got no um, monetization or it got removed or whatever, and I just spent a week Waste your putting time. that video together, um, yeah. I'm going to end up not being able to feed my family. And I don't know if it's my son that's Absolutely. kind of woke up that kind of thought process where it's like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, if, if I was making 5,000 bucks on Patreon, or like Zach Hubbard and making yeah thirty five thousand dollars. That's what I was gonna say. Like you see people who are obviously you know Simon Dan right on Patreon. Like you have these people there with thousands of patrons, and somebody like you who well, and who's he's been also around. shilling for sh uh, chonies at the beginning of a show. I don't know if you've seen liar, that. liar. He gets right? on, oh, you should see him the other day. He starts his show and he's like, first I have to tell you about uh, Warby War Parker. I don't know. It's not the name of it. It's some other clothing place. And he's like, I bought this polo and some underwear from them. And let me tell you the truth. It is the most comfortable underwear I've ever. I'm like, and let me guess what? The earth goes around the sun fucking dipshit. Come on. Like it's over the top now that these guys, are, I mean, you're telling me that you're going to shill and make money from some company and you're going to go on TV. You're going to go on your show and be like, this is the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. It's like, dude, we know you're fucking lying and doing it for money. So the fact that you now tell me that the earth goes around the sun, it's just more evidence that like, okay, you're doing that for money. Like, and they like to turn it on you and be like, oh, flat earthers are doing this for money. Oh, really? Right. All of us falling apart as far as finances or having to leave jobs and having to get the shit that we get. You think we're making money doing this? You think I have, I have a shitty car. Yeah, I got gonna... no car payments. I got no credit card bills. Uh, those are decisions I've made. So I live a very yeah. simple life. And like I said, if I was like Zach Hubbard and I made $35,000 a month on Patreon telling people lies about sports that are fixed and, oh, you can just, do these and you'll make tons of money. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, I don't want to get into that subject. But thirty-five. Yeah, like I'm saying, man. Like in my my Patreon, for instance, I don't even have. I don't know how many I have. Like twenty patrons, and you know, almost like like a quarter. I think of what I get, I give to the Others? people that I feel like you, Austin, and and Iru mm -hmm. so far, and Austin. Is one of the people in you? I think are the people who are, who are also my patrons, right? So that that's kind of you know it's and it's very very slow. There's there's no incentive. There's has been a lot of work. I've I've put hours and hours and lots of material. Yeah, but people don't and see that's like what I'm I, learning. People don't respond to that. It's not that's not people don't respond to that. You know, it's it's they respond to um, I don't know something else. And I think a lot of it is lies. I don't want to say that outright but people do believe what they want to and people do uh pay to hear what they want to hear right so when you're somebody like me that doesn't really go to either uh end of the spectrum i don't push real hard any subject i don't um i'm not a christian i'm not this you know i'm not so it becomes a place where i'm like all right well i've kind of made my own bed right i've already made it so that it's very difficult for people to want to and somebody said it yesterday too they're like oh and plus anybody who's going to actually become a patron of yours means that they've already decided that the earth is flat, right? They, it would pretty much take that from somebody to become one of your patrons. Um, but long story short, uh, you know, if I made $5,000 a month, then I could do all the things I want to do. Oh, okay, well, I'll just spend this week on making a video. I'll spend this week on making another video and not care about 
uh, monetization, not care about super chats, not care about, well, I can't make any donations to DLive. And people might say, well, that's this is terrible that you have to think that way. Why don't you just do it for free? Well, of course, we would all love to do that. Unfortunately, I have rent and I've got bills and I've got right. a child and I've got a wife. Yeah. And so if I do take this other opportunity, it's going to be because somebody's offering me um, that kind of security to do something that I love to do. And if it doesn't mean it's on my channel and if it doesn't mean for people for free so that they can watch it on DLive and, and get it for free or watch it on YouTube, then tough shit. You know, I don't know how else to put it. Um, That's right. It's just the way I mean, it goes. After all, after all, you, your, your profession and what you do, and you do it really well. And you, I think you should jump at every opportunity. And, and uh, man, I, I really, I don't know if I, am a patron, so I get to, I get to see some of this stuff. So I'm, I'm on the, on, on the good side. But I'm, I'm excited for you, man. I think that's, uh, that's really good. I think that's really good for you. Yeah, that I'm excited too. So it's kind of transformation, especially on your schedule. You know, that you get to do your own thing. You get your your own space. I I need my own space all the time. Kind of, I need to kind of unplug. Like in the last, I think month and a half, I haven't I barely look at any news. Like I don't look at it. Uh, I want to kind of focus on projects that I have already a lot of things on, on my plate, uh, and and also struggling with with this kind of this kind of thing and, and thinking. You know, I need to, you know, go in a different direction. And it's what I'm doing as well. So, well, and the yeah. first the first thing I'll do as well is if ever it were to come about that this opportunity uh, ends up rewarding me any more than needed to survive, you know, kind of like what I've been talking about. What I need, let's just say, for example, uh, the first thing I'll do is shut down my Patreon. First thing, because that's you know it's always been there for people to kind of support me doing this, so that I didn't have to worry about the next month and the next month, but it's never gotten to that point, right? Even with, you know, 285 patrons or whatever that number is, it's just not enough people that are willing to support in order for me to do this full time. Now I get it. Yeah. At some point you have to face facts, right? At some point you have to look at the writing on the wall and be like, okay, I've been doing this for six fucking years. Um, right now doing four or five shows a week, sometimes three, four, five, six hours. And yeah. I get it. If only 285 people, out of 150,000 subscribers I have on YouTube, if that's all that's willing to say, you know what, we appreciate the work and here's a little support, then it's kind of time to hang up your shoes. You know, it's kind of time to be like, all right, the writing's on the wall, that this is not something people want to support. And I get it. They've been told, you know, truth should be free. And anybody asking for money is doing this for money. Of course, everybody who works a job in the whole entire world all does what they do for money. And so this is no different for me if I come here and talk to you. And yeah, I mean, it's a job I love. Uh, much better than going to, you know, manage a drugstore and having to tell people to wear masks and wear a mask myself. That's infinitely better, better than that. But at the same time, if you're not making enough to live, then it's not a, you well, we can't yeah. consider it a job anymore. So, um, but I know a lot of people have to go through that same thing and it sucks and I get it. I've seen other people have to do it too. Um, where sometimes it just gets to a point where you're like, all right, let me explore some other options. And it doesn't mean I'm going away completely. It just means that some things will be changing. Uh, days of shows might be changing based on what, uh, I'm needed for, and I'll know more completely in like a week, you know, so in a week, it'll be much more clear. Uh, but for now, what I know is clear is I was like, okay, well, uh, the lounge has gone good, but this is my first, um, real opportunity to, okay, cut that off and say, all right, so the lounge is gone and it may be back maybe in two months. I say, okay, here we go with lounge number 60. Absolutely possible. Uh, but at the same end, it may not. And it may be that, uh, other shows take its place or days move around or weeks move around or whatever. So let's go check this out before we miss what's going on with uh, Karen. Were you going to say something? Sorry, 
interrupted you a few times. No, I was it's, just agreeing with you. This, I think it's, I don't know what, what's going on, but sounds cool. Hope it works out. And yeah, I'm me all too. about people making money, you know, a, enough to live off of doing what they love, especially if it involves telling the truth. I really don't like seeing people be, you know, looked down upon because they make money telling the truth. Because look at how many billions of dollars are made off of lies every right. day. Billions and billions and billions of dollars are spent on fucking lies. Right. And this so is their design, somebody, man. It's can make a meager living off telling the truth. Right. I'm all for it. Absolutely. Tell me where they're at and I would love to support. Cause it's the same thing is that that's the people we need to be supporting. We always talk about support things with your dollar. Um, you know, and I get it. A lot of people have done that 285 people being, uh, you know, patrons, but, um, at the same time we have to recognize what it would actually, you know, take. And I've always thought that, the, you know, the reason I set up Patreon at first for a dollar is because I said, man, I got 150,000 subs, right? If if only, you know, I don't know, 5,000 of those people said, you know, yeah, it's worth, a, it's worth a dollar a month, right? Yeah. And it's just a dollar. And I was like, that would be $5,000 a month. I wouldn't have, I could turn off all my ads. I could turn off, I could care less if, uh, D, you know, DLive doesn't monetize you. I could, couldn't care less about Twitch not monetizing you. Could do everything for me. There's a lot of things that open up to people like that. And then when it gets to be even more money, you start talking about doing interviews and you start talking about uh, traveling and actually researching and going to libraries yeah. and pulling some of this old information out that none of us have the ability to do. None of us do. Why? Because we are very, very um, poor, number one. There's nobody rich in this, you know, in this movement that's going on. And so you've got Globers out there saying constantly that we're all doing it for money, which is, and people believe that. Oh, Jaren's doing this for, for money. Okay. Yeah. So that I can make, you know, a $1,500 a month on, uh, you know, Patreon. And the part that's funny about that is that it's those people are just support. They like what you do, right? Just like anybody else that you go to watch a comedy show. Do you think these people who are comedians go on stage and tell you jokes for free? No, they're <laughs> doing that for money. That's what people do, right? So again, it's just weird that people have this hang up about, well, this person's questioning these things and look at everything that happens when you do. You get delisted, you get people, demonetized, you, know, you don't get people recommended. right now playing chess online. You know, they have <laughs> several like, – there's this guy. He's not even that one of the big streamers. has 17,000 paid follow, subscribers on Twitch, $5 a month, right? Jeez. And they're gifting each other – Gifting each other, he's making thirty, forty thousand just sitting and, and doing what he loves. In a way, well, that's what I mean. Is they, that that's what I that's what I'm saying. Is that you have to look at what you're doing and really realize, okay, this is not really you know doing anything. I mean, there's people out there, like you said, playing video games, making hundreds oh, yeah, of thousands. Yeah, that's even of bigger than chess. I'm, I'm mentioning chess because it's it's a, it's high it's highly skilled. There's a reason why people go to these guys. They get something out of it. They feel they get something out of it. That's why they give them money. But in video games, it's much bigger much bigger they mm -hmm. have you know hundreds of thousands of paid subscribers <laughs> it's insane and and it's literally shooting around in video games and doing stupid shit essentially talking stupid shit. they they're kind of they're just screaming and they're very they, it's about their antics it's kind of a clown yeah mm -hmm. but makes people happy i guess they pay they give money to that but uh, when their entertainment, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the, the idea of being a truther for money, I mean, there's, you know, who, who else does that besides, I don't know, Alex Jones. I don't really know that many other people that, and yeah, I mean, we obviously don't consider what he's, what I'm saying. Like, that's why I feel like, okay, this guy's been let do what he's doing. Right. 
Cause he's got, and he's got a shill every day too for boner pills. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't want to get to that place. <laughs> I've never, never wanted to be that kind of person. I wanted to help people in the community. So, you know, one time there was a guy that uh, runs an insurance business who said, Hey, you know, if you, you know, save the name of my company on air and anybody signs up uh, and tells me that they signed up because of you, I'll pay you 50 bucks. And he's a flat earther. So I was like, okay, great. This is perfect. And, you know, we did it for like a week or two. And he got so many complaints from people who weren't flat earthers, who watched my shows, who called his offices to talk to his phone answering people that have nothing to do with anything. They're people that are get paid basically, you know. People watching your show in order to go attack you when you have a business opportunity. Yeah, they went because I started saying, "Hey, call this insurance company and tell them I told you to sign up if you're in California, whatever." And you know, I get a little kickback from it. I'm helping somebody in the community, helping people who might need insurance cheap. You know, so I put that out there, and he, you know, calls me within a week, and he's like, "Man, I love it. You know, you've had six people sign up, so I'm going to send you that money. However, you can't do it anymore because I've gotten more calls than that from people that are globe believers who um, are just going off on my employees about the fact that they're connected to some flat Earther online." So, I mean, this is what happens when you go down these paths and it's done on purpose. It's by design. It's absolutely by design. They, they will chop you off at the knees every chance you get. They'll never allow you to get ahead doing what we're doing. It's by design. Whether you can see that or not, it's it's why. And even if you look at this, there's not a lot of people who do this like on the side. Most of us that are able to do this uh, either work from home or have tried to make this something that we can do full time. I, I, I don't do this because I I work for me it's totally on the side. Even with the hundreds of videos, I think over two hundred videos now. Um, it's uh, it's on for me. It's kind of on the side because I have to do other things. Otherwise, I would be living on the streets right now. Right, that's kind of what I'm because saying. I, like, I make a hundred man. I make. But you're not what, able to travel. Yeah. You're not able to go interview people. You're not able to spend. Uh, all, you know, all this extra time. None of us are because I, I would, we don't have. If I be, if I be funded to to be doing full time research with this, I'll be doing all kinds of things. There'll be all kinds of things I would do in, oh, in terms of making it productive yeah. and working with people, obviously. But or having people not... work for you. There's people in this in, in, in other facets that have like people that work for them that put the videos together. I, that... Exactly, work with people. Yeah, yeah, you, you, totally. yeah they got value. whole production crews. Whole crews. Yep. Yeah, so it makes it very yeah. easy for the person. People don't realize, I mean, everything that I do is is by myself, from making I every would, thumbnail to putting out the uh, yeah, the videos, loading the videos exactly. different places, oh websites. That's why I don't put out more stuff because it's a you nightmare. Know, in addition to doing all that stuff, which I have to do on my own, you know, I'm a mom. I'm taking care of children. I'm right. cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm doing what everything else that everybody else has to do. It's right. very difficult. To put out content on a regular basis, it is. It is, and the only way that somebody <laughs> would be able to do that is if they are uh, financially uh, helped. And it would be people realizing that, hey, this is something I can't yeah. do, right? People that work this a job, it. people who have to wear a mask, people who have to. Uh, Dude, like I, I've tried, and you know, like I talked to you before, and that, like there's things I've, I've been, I've been planning, and in, in terms of like coming up even a research institute, or getting the work done, and getting the the work together and, and all the different sides when you hire, you know, you get people like Iru to get a salary so that he can work on all the graphics, all kinds of stuff in his own research and, and bring it on the table and hire his translators, people to do a bunch of English translation, his material, other people, right? And and organizing uh, a structure where everyone is 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 being productive and working for that's that's kind of the dream, right? But it's but it's always yeah, on the yeah. brink of disaster as well. It's always on the brink of the t tomorrow it could all be gone. 
right? I mean, so I could build this up for six years and I could get my patrons up to a certain amount and then tomorrow patron just remove me. It's very, right. very yeah, easy. If you, to do, if yeah. you have your own thing on this, if you have that, then if you have somebody backing you up, that's what, I'm, that's what we were yeah. talking about, right? To say, okay, you guys, you know, get a team together and start working on a bunch of things. You need money. You need somebody who right. has a vision for a certain enterprise or some sort of institute or something like this. And this, this is what I, I hope could come out. I mean, this my work in general is towards doing research in communities with creativity and ways of thinking and so on. There's just a wealth of materials out there, but nobody can do everything by themselves. <clears throat> no matter no matter how multifaceted you might be, how many skills you can have and learn, how fast you can learn, you're only one person, and still you have to, like you said, pay your bills and, and so on. Yeah, and, yeah, and when you start working with people... Why is this people, thing not going yet? It's so weird. Oh, is it on screen? It, Oops. It, really, it can really take off. This is what I, what I think, though. But because, you know, this last few... If if there were no... Not this bullshit of censorship. People are courageous enough to actually engage the arguments that people are having. People like you, they're starting out in 2015. Uh, now, you know, we'll be all just kind of, you know... I don't know. If there was, I don't see anybody out there that's really doing like um, great investigative journalism, and I realize why. It's because you would need some sort of backing to do so. I mean, really, there's. I guess you could talk about what uh, what's his name's doing, um, Project Veritas, and even that I think is a lot of times set up for that's just me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I don't really agree with that. But beyond that, I just don't know of anybody who's saying, you know, here support me with two dollars a month, and these are the things that. Um, you know, I'll be able to do or anything like that. It just doesn't, doesn't happen much, you know? So a lot of these people in the truth community, they, they barely can scrape by and hopefully people recognize that. That's why there's a lot of people that have come and gone that we've seen show up and go, mm -hmm. um, is because of that reason. It, they make it difficult on purpose by its very design. And now you can't even be on Twitter and say things yeah. you're not allowed so to say. So form of racism is a very extreme form of prejudice that, that exists against flat earthers, which is totally bizarre. It, right. You could say no you want how, a flat earther to die, but you can't say that about somebody, you know, because of their race, or you can't say that about somebody because, you know, it's like, these are the weird things that they allow with a certain group of people. And it's on purpose. All of it is by design that really what it is, is and this is why I felt Biden was going to win, you know, very, uh, you know, even when people would say no, as I just kept saying, well, look at what this sets up is you've got Trump that they can demonize everything on that. This is, you know, this is what happens when you're loudmouth. This is what happens when you don't believe in the, uh, the American way. And this is what happens when you're some outlaw. And this is what happens when you believe in conspiracy theories and when you're racist and when you're, so they're able to group everything together now mm -hmm. into that little bucket and say, anybody that doesn't go by the mainstream narrative, uh, can be pushed aside and can be eliminated from social media and can be ostracized and can be uh, made to have a very difficult life. There's Thank just you not did a, a lot great of, job at that. Yeah, great fantastic. Job, master plan. Yeah, there's master nobody. Plan. There's just no way you can actually uh, have a good, decent living. Um, and then they and then they've scared the shit out of anybody of donating to those people, right? I mean, now look at what they did. If you went to Washington D.C. supposedly. Just because you went with your wife uh, to go protest, like I went with my wife to go protest the lockdown, even though it turned out to be a Trump rally. But imagine if I would <laughs> imagine if I get there and when we're there, I buy a hot dog from a hot dog stand, whatever, and I use my credit card. And now we find out that Bank of America turned all that information over to the FBI, and the FBI is questioning anybody who used their bank card on the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh in Washington D.C. So now what they're doing, even if that story's fake, 
which probably is. The problem with it is, though, is you've now convinced everybody else in the, in this country, oh, shit, I don't want to even go protest anymore. So these are the setups that they do that people don't see. They just they fall for it, and I get it because even me, if there's a protest going on in Sacramento, I might think twice now. Like fuck, I don't want. If I go there, I don't want to use my bank card. I don't want to be seen. I got to wear a, a you know a mask over my face because if I'm on TV, then they'll put me on the computer and be like, find this guy. He's a. And imagine if they found me. This flat earther was here at this, and he's you know <laughs> dangerous, and he's a domestic terrorist. He's saying that the ball isn't real. So I mean, he proved no, he proved the curvature. Of the oh, he proved guys. the curve, and he he still won't give it up. You know. <laughs> So, I mean, it's all these, these things that they do on purpose and they, it's definitely by design. It's a beautifully set up system to where if you want to make it, like I said, I could, you know, speaking of doing things for money and believe me, I've thought about it, it'd be funny to do this for a year is just change my channel over, change the name from Jaronism to space is great. And every day I'll get here in front of my computer and I'll just read from NASA and I'll show pictures of Jupiter and Saturn and talk about what it's like when the crafts <laughs> fall through the rings and you watch how much fucking money I make. And then you tell me, Who's doing things for money? When all of a sudden I, my patrons go up to thousands, when all of a sudden these things start happening and you realize, oh, doing the whole flat earth thing couldn't have been for money because you weren't, it wasn't making you any, <laughs> you know, that there's other ways to do it. You can eat tricks out of a bathtub and make money. There's so many things, uh, that you can do to make money and let alone, this is the, one of the worst as far as, and they do it on purpose. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the way it goes. I don't know why this thing's not starting. It says 3.30 PM. It says starting soon and won't. Load. It says the live video. Does anybody else know how to get there? The live video hasn't started. You'll be able to watch the live video when the host goes live. Um, hmm. Who's running this? Who's running this live stream? Jaron Campanella? Late. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Um, there's only 40, so she's just 46 sitting people around going. Somewhere. She's only 46 people in it. Wow. Do I have to say I'm interested? Do I have to sell it going? Okay. Going. Yes. Is Joe Mama posting the link to join that? Let me see. What has he got? Let me get off this screen so that until we find he, out. He posted a link to a Zoom meeting. Is that what that is? D David oh, says, looks like Katie is a no-show. Oh, there is a Zoom meeting link, so you can go into the Zoom meeting. Let me bring up the, uh, where's the, um, the questions? Did anybody add to this? A couple of people. How many pounds of Zoom says it hasn't started yet. Hmm, that's a good one. Would you swear on the Bible that you never pretended to be in space? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> What's the good. passcode, Joe Mama? Is it, it's asking for it's a passcode. asking me for a passcode. Hmm. <laughs> Some of the questions are, are any of you astronauts? Second one, what hairspray do you use on the ISS? <laughs> Could you grow lettuce in space? Where are you looking over your shoulder for the Lord of Karma during your journey? Excuse me. Jaron and friends, I asked myself how to get to the root of these problems. I refer to the question that the infinite really graceful would ask. Who benefits? So that is my question to you, and try not to generalize your answer. Thanks. Who benefits from what? Jaron, if I try to get the bottom of the root of these, are you talking about space? I've already told you it's the number one industry in the world. It's more than uh, all of Hollywood, all of home entertainment, all of music, <laughs> all of insane. video games, all of apps on your phone. <laughs> space industry is larger than all that. So there's a lot of benefit. The other benefit is is, is a... Plus, the space agency is involved in all of those industries, from video games to Hollywood. Of course. Big time. All part big, of it, right? Big, big time. Yeah. <laughs> um, hold Plus. on a second. Don't tell me I have a... Oh, good. 
I have a five o'clock today. All right, we gotta be done before four thirty or so. Um, okay. Let's see, here we go. <laughs> and uh, and I do appreciate everybody who did sign up for those consultations. It's gone well. It's uh, definitely kept me above water for this month. Uh, I've got a few more. We've done over forty at this point, so it's been a lot. Um, ask myself how. Okay, so that's my answer. I don't know who but who benefits from the lie. Well, you have to think. Let's say that there's other land. Let's just say that there's stuff on the other side of the Antarctic that we could get to in an airship. Then it benefits every single government in control who's enslaving people in every single country, which is pretty much all of them. So who benefits? How about every single person in the elite, every single person in control, uh, all benefit from having a nice life with a bunch of worker slaves who do all the work for them, make their cars, build their houses, uh, you know, clean their pool, and uh, change the diapers of their babies. So it's a pretty good deal. Uh, when Don Pettit did the Angry Birds in Space video, how come he didn't want us to know he got the eggs on the space station? How come he didn't want us to know how he okay, yeah remember he he says he says don't ask me how i got the eggs on the space station because he he's he's playing around with chicken eggs and uh, yeah obviously the reason why he doesn't want it because how does he how do you get the freaking eggs on the space station it's totally impossible right yeah but yeah how do they clean the air in the space station saw a nasa movie about some sort of smell test a guy had to sniff everything that goes up to space because the smell can't escape there are pictures oh, yeah. of astronauts. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Sounds um, like a David one. I put a link to the Zoom meeting, Jaron, in, in the chat. In the Skype chat, if you want it, have it open. I mean, the smell. Have you ever been? I remember in the the eighties when I went to the states to to actually Disney World or whatever in in, in Florida, and we were in this bus, this tour bus, and it had a bathroom inside, and people started using it, and uh, it got overfilled. And you know, like I don't know if you've ever been in a in a in a bus where there's a bathroom issue, but it's it's horrible. Imagine that thing in twenty years, them pissing at each other with that with, <laughs> on that hose. I mean, okay. I don't know, man. It's just it's just and well, I mean, they turn it into coffee, so it's okay. Well, this chug chug. <laughs> will this mute for me? I don't want him to. It address. should you. Sh- well, if it launches Zoom... So it launched this meeting it, and just... Oh, so I can't go in yet? Test computer audio means what? Speakers? Oh, okay, we're all good. Then there's a passcode. <clears throat> I put the passcode in, so I think we're good. Okay. It's just... And when it starts, usually you're muted, right? In Zoom, I think, if I remember right? Well, you yeah. Have to turn that on somewhere? I don't want to get be, to talk to her? I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to be... I don't want, the, I don't want my no, volume to be on when they open No, they can set the, the meeting up so that you can join, but you can't talk. Okay. Right. All right, so we're good here. So we're we're just waiting, and this will <laughs> this will come on. And if it goes too, too much longer, then we'll we'll see. Uh, so we'll wait for that. Let me know if anybody sees it come on, and hopefully we're not. Do I have to have this window open, or can I close that? I don't really know. I don't need that. If it's open. the web page, you can close it. Once the Zoom okay. app opens and it says gotcha. waiting, then you can close the other page. Oh, but then people won't be able to see. Okay, so I've got to add this as a. OBS. Yeah. If you want to show the Zoom thing, yeah. Let me add this. Give me one second, just so I can add. I'll go display. No, window capture. And Zoom. I predict a no show, says David. I Yeah, probably. 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 
right, so that is either that or it's you know account. all pre-scripted, pre-pre-picked mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and uh, at least she's on time. That's impressive. It's good. You'd think astronauts would be pretty punctual. Mm-hmm. It's just me. But maybe not. Maybe, you know, half hour later. <laughs> they have the photo with their freaking hair standing up. Yeah, the static electricity hair. <laughs> yes, we're, uh, Dave, we're in, I think. Um, what is this one? Dave sent me something. I'm just seeing what this is. That's the same. Oh, wait, maybe we're starting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pictures and videos of what it was like when I was on uh, my life as an astronaut. Um, I didn't just kind of just suddenly become that. I I went to a bunch of school and um, and I I raised my hand and and said, you know, I'd like to try this. And it was really amazing for me to get selected as an astronaut. And I just want to tell you some stories from that and show you some pictures, and then I'm really interested in the questions that you have, and I'll answer as many of them as you can. should record it, So first, a whole bunch of pictures and stuff. Let's catch see. some lies. Um, actually, Laura, you have to um, re-enable me for screen sharing. Okay. Yeah. Will do. And I think that if anything sort of terrible happens again, I think what the best thing is for, Laura, you to end the meeting. I think you can end yeah. it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't end it as quickly as I wanted to. Yeah, what? But then right. I, I promise we'll find another date and we'll do this because, you know, I don't live very far away. Okay. What? Hmm? What? Are they ending it? Wait, what? Oops. Did that share? That's shared. Yep. Well, they say okay, if something goes bad, they just But actually, that's shared it. your screen. Whatever so you have to is. stop sharing your screen. All right. Somebody Sorry about that. Challenges that's okay. Here, maybe. We're all doing a lot of things. and. I like Where how, are I'm you actually there? looking you... at everybody in there. I don't know. I turned off my camera. I don't want them seeing it. They probably We've got picked a great the turnout. It's wonderful There's everyone's so here. Kids. And actually, my husband is here. It's crazy. Josh Simpson. Are you going to wave, sweetie? <laughs> you can unmute and say hi. How about that? You're, you have special dispensation. <laughs> <laughs> now, did that, did that work for you? Video. But hi, everybody. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Okay, let's see. I am getting there. Is that working for you? Oh, that good. Is working for okay. me. Okay. Okay. We're in business. You know, this is really There's just like, like um, space in that when we go to space, <laughs> we have a plan and, you know, we think everything's going to oh, work man. right. And this inevitably, something wow. happens that you're just not expecting and you have to figure out how to do it. And that's when you just try to create a really good atmosphere to help each other figure things out. So this is the space station up in space. And I was um, actually in a little bitty spacecraft in a Soyuz capsule on my way home when we took this picture. And so we undocked from the space station. If you look on the left there, I can use my pointer. There's the space shuttle. And this (laughs) is the space station. And I'm going to talk mostly about that. Hold on. Here we go. Um, But I I do want to just uh, talk a little bit about the space shuttle. There it is in the background, and you can see this is the place that we would sit. And we're actually wearing our spacesuits, but not in our seats, because we're doing a dress rehearsal for launch. We're doing a practice. As astronauts, we do a lot of practicing, Mm -hmm. and we do a lot of learning. And so this is my shuttle flight where um, I did one as a scientist where we did about 30 different science experiments. And that was actually a (laughs) flight to get ready for the space station. 
I mean, we shouldn't just like build that and go up and hope we all understand how to do everything. We need to practice and make sure that we know how to do experiments and we know how to send the data down to the scientists and the scientists can talk to us. But Dave didn't tell me it's supposed to be for children. Is the mission where we launched the Chandra X-ray Observatory. Olivia 10. Which how is do you sleep? X-ray telescope that tells us literally everything about black holes. Everything. Everything. And so yeah. we oh, know God. a lot about wow. <laughs> We know all about them. Like this telescope, and it was designed by all these really neat scientists. Of course, they're and neat. And now we're finding so cool. out about Science. black holes. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and I wanted cool. to point out our crew here. Um, Michel Tonini from France, it's an international crew, is an aerospace engineer and a pilot. I wonder if she's ashamed is a pilot. And now actually he's uh, left NASA and he works for Blue Origin. Wait, what's going on here? I, I wonder if we can unmute and start talking. She was the I'm first trying to figure out why can't I the space shuttle. Why can't I make she's the screen smaller? What happened here? Steve Hawley is an astronaut. Did you see me in there? I'm in there. Where? And uh, he in was in charge Zoom of call, the, the smaller scroll task, and then on the right oh, here, okay. side there. And Let's I wanted to tell Karen. you people's my, jobs Mike, because my... um, everybody who becomes an astronaut is something else first. No? And we all have Hold kind on. of different uh, sort of jobs. Let's see. That's incredible, and, Katie. Uh, Can I ask you a question? That's incredible, Katie. Sure. Who's that? This is uh, John Goldberg. So um, I, I'm wondering, do you oh think God, man will ever be able in. to get to the sun? I'm John that's weird, I'm sorry. Huh? Would you be willing me? to wait until the Q&A for her, your question, please? Oh, we thought. Oh, sorry. I thought it is a Q&A. It, the second half will be. Wow. Just because I want to show anything, like a, right? a whole bunch of pictures and stuff okay. to the kids. And then I will think about that. But, you know, never is a long time. I mean, I would think that we're going to be able to go <laughs> Types <even> I. further. <laughs> um, but right now, that's not something that we can do. That's great. Well, do you think we can walk on the sun in the future? Um, let's get to that in the Q and A. Okay. So here is the space station. And I, sh I like to show people because it's this huge, big thing, but you look in the background there, that's the earth. So we're not that far away mm. from the, uh, from the earth, about 250 <laughs> miles. And, and you can see that this is the place that we, this is where we live, is in these modules. Each one of them is about the size of a school bus. Some of them, it's a big school bus, and some of them, it's a small school bus. But they're all these sort of modules stuck together, and it's like a bus, but without any of the seats in it. So there's really lots and lots of room. And some of them are up, like here's our supply ship that we captured, that's up. And some of them are left and some of them are right and some of them are down this stuff out here these solar arrays so these radiators they are all um for, on the outside and that's where we do our spacewalks for the equipment that's kept outside there and this is a, a short video um and just kind of shows a little bit about what it's like to get ready to go and launch oh into space. So and good god space almighty that's the oh space station god. the space shuttle is actually taking this video <laughs> And so this is us. This we're we're taking classes. You see those books? Those are our procedures. <laughs> Who drew the penis on here? We practice in our space suits. <laughs> These space suits weigh hundred pounds. Is <laughs> doodling on the screen, please? Uh, no doodling on the screen. No doodling on the screen, okay, guys. Okay. Um, I think we need to end it again. What? We're going to reschedule this. Record this. I apologize oh, for that. You're live, right? You're live. I'm, yeah, I'm taking live. screenshots. Oh okay, so everyone, penis. please get in touch with me Who again um, about this when we reschedule. I apologize. <laughs> That's fucking Thanks hilarious, dude. That's it? Oh, my God. <laughs>
So they can write sex in the clouds and we can't draw penises on the live stream. I don't get it. Oh my god, dude, I'm dead. Oh, it's so wow. fucking funny. What happened to my screen? Oh, they took off my they took down the screen. Wow. I never expected that. I never expected I guess they that happens a lot to them. Whoever did that should have signed their name at least so we could wow. you know, call them out. That's wow, that oh is funny god, stuff. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Oh man. Oh People dying in there. We need to end it again. (laughs) They must have had to do this already. Did you guys see inside of there? There was like 90 attendees, right? There's a whole bunch of children. (laughs) Could not have been. Oh my God. Can't they turn that off? Isn't there a way to make sure nobody can do that on a Zoom? Can't just have people show up and draw pictures on there. Dude, I'm freaking dying, dude. I have tears. I like it. Jumizer said, man, that blew up quickly. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> How did they that was a great a disaster? finale, grand finale to Friday lunch. Saw this coming a mile away. Whole space program shut down by a dick doodle. <laughs> and somehow lined up perfectly with the signature. I saw that. The signature was inside her. I thought Katie was drawing that. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my man, God, dude. Funny. That's freaking hilarious. I thought you were doing that, Jaren. I swear to God, no, I I thought you were doing that. And then you're like, "Who drew the penis?" I would have drawn a, I would have drawn a much bigger one. That wasn't big enough. Sign the shaft. <laughs> Elite astronaut oh can't figure God. out Zoom. Well, I'm sure there's a procedure. There's, there's a, there's a something. You know, got to maybe do a spacewalk to fix it. Uh, That's fucked. The dick, the dick looked more real than the space station. <laughs> oh my God! Oh God, I'm gonna die. Oh man, a five-year-old can figure out Zoom. Uh, we should have recorded it. Well, it is recording. This show is being recorded, so it is. I got, I got a couple of screenshots for you guys. Oh, that was the oh. space. That was the space shuttle. It says, "Please tell me you recorded." Yeah, well, it's live. We're on the stream. It's recorded on everywhere: Twitch, D Live, you name it. Maybe yeah. Dave drew it. Let's go see if Dave likes to write penis. Maybe he drew a penis. Let's ask Dave. Did somebody? I wonder if somebody from the audience joined and drew oh, a penis. Dave, Who did it? You. Fess up. That shit was funny. Own it. Own it. I know. That's what I asked Dave right now. I said, Dave, was that your small penis drawing? I'm dead, dude. <laughs> oh, man. That was too funny. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta... Oh, boy. Oh, um, goodness. That's funny. I, I kind of agree. Maybe we could have waited to the end just because maybe we could have got some questions in, but no matter what happened, they would have shut it down. So it doesn't matter. The first, somebody, whoever asked if we could walk on the sun was definitely playing around. They weren't being uh, real, right? Oh my God. Yeah, they're going to get hammered. I, I don't think they, you know, the only people they can talk to who will take this seriously apparently are children who have been totally in their parents' apparently. Brainwashed. But. And they're, they're going to be, I mean, there'll be people onto them forever. I mean, you know, they're lying. I mean, there's, there's no, even with all the censorship, they, they, you know, how, how it was growing back in the day. It, it's this kind of information. Once you realize what's going on, you can't turn around. So it's a one way filter. Yeah. They should have wrote flat earth. Flat earth would have probably been better or at least flat yeah. earth. And then that there's flat a lot earth of, could have done some funnier things. Penis for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But the penis was pretty funny. It was funny. We, we deserve a good laugh. Every once in a while, you need a good, you need a good belly laugh. It really helps. Wow. Um, <laughs> so what do they do? I don't understand. Now they go away and they'll never come back? Or I don't understand. 
We're going to have to end it again. So they obviously did that the first time. <laughs> so wait, so then everybody that wants to get involved is going to get a new... How did how did Joe Mama have the Zoom link? I have no idea, but that was gold. Joe Mama, if you get another Zoom link, pass, pass it, it on. Pass it along. <laughs> I have to be... I have to be done. Oh, oh, that was too that? funny. That was nice. Who did it? Is it possible to know? Thank you very much. Author Jay Morang donated $10. Thanks for the laugh. That was epic. You're welcome. I have Appreciate no it. idea. I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish there was any way to know, but I was too busy laughing. <laughs> I don't know how he got that link. I don't, so discussion maybe. That's freaking funny. Oh, my goodness. Post permission has been turned off by guests. These posts you see were made by the host. Oh, so you can't even comment on here. Uh, it says it's oh yeah, it says it's going. Oh, that's me. It's going. Uh, plans to go live happening now, but I don't see any new link. All right. Well, don't know how these Facebook things work, but I don't see a link. So I don't know how they found the other one. Uh, well, oh, maybe there's another one coming. Let's see who's Skyping. The Zoom link was in the Facebook post. Yeah, but I'm on the Facebook post. Why don't I see it? Am I blind? Where would this Oh, 4,000 variants, not 40,000. Oh, is it 4,000? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 4,000. Uh, when Critical Truther sent that to me, um, he found it. So that's what probably where you looked at. Okay, maybe I see it. Well, I didn't look at anything. I heard it on the news, but I was eating breakfast, so I probably – I thought I heard 40,000. 4,000 variants. All right. Well, it'll be 40,000 in a month. Just wait. Um. Yeah, they're going to cure 4,000 uh, variants with one single vaccine and millions of different people. Yeah, of course. That's 4,000 4, more variants than they've isolated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he means. Do you, Karen, I know you use Facebook. Is there somewhere I should be able to find that Zoom link in here, or am I just missing it? Um, I don't know. Let uh, me see. I just don't see it in here. He said it's on the Zoom link is on the page, but I'm on the page. and I don't, There's only discussion, which looks like. Oh, maybe it's in one of these. There's only one comment. Please let us know if there's a new link. Thanks to the jerk who ruined a great opportunity. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> Wait, the weird yeah, thing jerk. is this says 28 minutes ago. So they must have, they must have done something the first that time. This is talking oh, about the first, the first one. one. So there's somebody else. Uh, so penis was the second thing. It was a, obviously something went down the first time. Uh, let's see what these people Freaking say. Freaking hilarious. How many times have they tried to do this? <laughs> Hopefully this uh, that's funny if they tried several times. Hey, Jaren. Yes. It is um, the Zoom link. Is hit mo you got to read the description and it hit more. Okay, the description. Uh, the, on, on Facebook. I'm here. Is that Facebook right there? Yes. So right down there, right there. I see it right at the bottom of the paragraph. More. My video. Ah. Then slow, scroll down. There you go. Will they just keep uh, reposting the same link in the same place? I doubt it. Knuckleheads. Well, it's not going to be the same one. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, man, that was so epic. Yeah, so the meeting hasn't even started. No, and it says that even the host hasn't started it. So they probably won't well, have Well, that it. was the same. If it has the same password, that was the one they just ended. So let me see. Did it have the same password? Um what was the password? 62 something? You can either click the link it or, or six one zero four three two. Yeah, or use the number and the password. Both take you to the same place, though. Oh, 610432. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> you could try and call in on the phone. Oh, good, good. That was freaking hilarious. Dial by your location. <laughs> All right, let's try, this. let's try this phone number real quick and see what they're doing. Let me, I, can, I can add them to Skype, I think. Let me see if we go here. 
I yeah. wonder what happened the first time. Yeah. I, I was wondering if we could unmute and start talking. <clears throat> I'm going to try and call him one second. Be quiet for a second. Sharon Abbott. What? Call number. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. You have not entered any numbers. Well, Please re-enter your meeting ID followed by pound. Oh. You have not entered what? any numbers. Please re-enter your meeting ID followed by pound. If you are the meeting host, please enter your host key followed by pound. If you are a participant, please press pound to continue. The meeting has not started. Please wait or try again later. On the sun. Didn't work. I think that was a real question. You do think that? No, it wasn't real. Uh-huh. Couldn't have been. What? Who's oh. talking? That was Paige. Oh, she hi, Paige. The cameo. There she is. <laughs> Where? What? Can we see her? Oh, I'm riding shotgun tonight, guys. Nice. <laughs> hi, Paige. Hi. So you think it's over, Dave? They're not going to let us do it anymore, huh? I'm surprised she even showed up. But, man, that was a train wreck. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> How about that? Karen's comment What about the when you saw the space shuttle? I mean, the... The ISS going over. That was the fakest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> so horrible. So ridiculous. All right. Well, if it's not coming back, what are you going to do? I don't know how we And was it. that even Katie? How does her hair go to straight hair from Crazy Afro Lady? <laughs> Gravity. The same answer as everything else. <clears throat> No. Thanks. Paige thinks the guy that was asking about the sun was the penis guy. It may be. Probably. I think he was stalling so he could, yeah. you know, get it up there. No it- pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how to draw on Skype, on, on Zoom. Yeah, I need to be, Especially on somebody else's yeah. stream. Like, I wouldn't think that would be allowed. Why would you ever... Give permission to yeah. people to just draw yeah. on your stream. They don't even know what the hell they're doing. Well, no, she probably made screen sharing available for everybody, and then somebody knows how to draw. Well, that's not a very smart move. It would be like us bringing on people onto our show and letting them draw all over our faces. Why would we they let them do that? They just don't know how to well, set it up. They're, they're astronauts. astronauts. They do know how to handle you know 17,000 miles per hour, but beyond that, right. it's a little bit right. difficult. They can yeah. switch over that multiplexer demultiplexer. <laughs> Pretty easily. They have no mistakes there. (laughs) They know how to handle that craft coming back where, you know, the top half and the bottom half, they fry up in the atmosphere when they come back. But the middle pod, it's, you know, it's like Goldilocks. It's just right. It just allows them to get back through, no problem. It's amazing. Engineering. Awesome. Wasn't me. Sun man. (laughs) 
I don't know. I think I, swear I think Katie I drove. Darren was doing it. I, think, I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know how to and do then that. Darren goes right when I <laughs> noticed it, and I was like, what is he doing? Darren goes, who drew the penis? <laughs> I, I think that, I think Katie drew it just because she knew it was coming. She's like, I can feel this. This is getting bad. I got to draw this penis. No pun intended. They were were expecting. That's why we thought it was very weird. In the beginning, they're like, yeah, if something happens again, we're going to have to to start over. And we're like, what's going on here? And then that happened. It was explained. I wonder what happened the first time again. Ah, man, they have to come back, right? They're going to lose face if they lose to the the penis man. Well, the weird thing is they they must be changing the the code, right? Because they they did the second one on the same... Zoom link. So they're not going to do that again. They're not going to make that mistake again. Try one more time. funny. See if anything comes up here. We're going to try it one more time. No. No, the host is not on the right screen. It reminds me there's something they do in Shetland because huh? oh. a small community. They draw, they, they, have, a, they have a Facebook uh, group called Drawing Penises in the Shetland Times. And what they do is that they get pictures of all, everyone like musicians holding instruments and stuff, and anybody who appears in the Shetland Times, they someone goes with a pen and draws like big penis penises all over the place, and them holding penises and stuff. And that's kind of it's, it's just like something they do for fun. <laughs> just just like that. It's not working, Dave. It's yeah, they're they're, they're not coming back. No, I don't think so either. It's over. Hey, do you think if that was the same caddy, which maybe it was, that the reason her hair was so frizzy on the space station is because she was actually levitating in that magnetic field? Well, that's what I and said. It, it, it looks more electric to me. It looks more of an electrostatic thing, this. looks like what happens when you put your hand on that ball at the Exploratorium <laughs> and your hair gets all crazy because it's the electricity. Wow. So, could be. I don't know. Uh, you don't know what other things would happen. I think she's thinking upside down here. Here? Well, what I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I did some analysis where I could, I proved that this guy was hanging upside down. This, um, one, one guy who's interviewed in, uh, Smarter Every Day. You can, you compare his voice when he's upside down, when he's standing, and it's higher pitched. It's way higher pitched. And his head is much heavier, redder, and everything. You can tell that he's upside down in it. You can see him standing and upside down. How he yeah, Rodrigo? A lot of times when there's sideways is up, you can tell which way is up because yeah. they mm-hmm. naturally lift their head towards up, which is something that you're that you do automatically. But as Darren said earlier, they use all different techniques, yeah. all edited together. So when you watch a <laughs> rocket launch, it's a miniature, it's a balloon, it's yeah. a CGI, you know. It's a movie. It's everything all in once. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you found out the, the balloons. I mean, I think that's really like the crease that you found. Was it? Was it from the shuttle? There was one on the shuttle and one yeah. on the last Blue Origin. Right. Yeah. I mean, they just behave like balloons, and you even have the old uh, balloon rockets. I think it was Space Busters had had a video on it. Other people had a video. The ones that explode and they move very slowly. It explains everything, I think. Explains very well. All right, I'm out. All right, um, we're out as well. Uh, Karen, any final words before I let you go? Um, go to flatearthfestivals.com. Flatearthfestivals.com. If you want to go to the solar return celebration, that's going to be on March 27, 2021 in Greenville, South Carolina. All the same things as Flattoberfest. 
It's going to be music and art and um, all things flat earth truth. Austin and, and Nathan going to that one? And I'll be there. David's going to be there. Dave Weiss. Yeah. Making an appearance. Darren, how long until you're done? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Do you need me to call you? I would like to talk to you, but I am going to. I'm doing an instant premiere when you're done. Oh, okay. Instant premiere. Oh, okay. well, nice. Yeah, definitely before 4:30 because I have a consultation at five and I need to get some eat. So. Okay. So what happens when you're fat ass? All right. Uh, I'll when you're off. See you later. Later, Dave. All right, and Karen. So flat earth festivals.com and uh, yeah and course, oh also we might be doing a bitches brew on rose 777's channel this sunday i think so there that too has that been bitches gone for brew. a little while yeah okay. because rose was not feeling well she was you know taking time off and i don't know we gotcha. didn't do any shows without her gotcha hmm. uh and obviously support what you like so it doesn't go away. Support Karen. I don't know, Karen, what are your various avenues? I think you have a Patreon, right? I do have a Patreon. I got like eight Patreons, I think. Maybe not even that. I think I got like five. <laughs> and um, then you can follow so me So you're doing YouTube this for, you're clearly Twitch. doing this for money. Hmm? You're clearly doing this for money. Oh, oh right. yes. Yes. I'm rolling in dough. Yes. That five will probably pay for, I don't know, at least like two days of your electric bill, maybe. So it's not bad. It's pretty good. And uh, yeah. Bitch Brew, and, and then you're st- you guys still doing okay on Twitch? Yeah, we're doing okay on Twitch. Brian's, Brian does a little bit more streaming on Twitch, so he gets more views than I do. And I still stream on YouTube and Twitch, so I get more views on YouTube. But, you know, I would I would encourage people to follow us on as many platforms as you can stand because you never know when one might go away. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I recommend if that, you know, if you did your own Telegram group like that, I don't know how many people have it, but it's a pretty easy way to... Uh, constantly update people where you'll be, right? They only have to follow one spot. They only have to follow that Telegram channel, and that's it. And then mm-hmm. every time right before you go live, if you send uh, all the links in that channel, they can choose from which one you send. Oh, YouTube, or DLive, or Twitch. Okay, I'll go to Twitch. And then they're there. So so just one yeah. of those ways of getting around some of these things. Like, for instance, we know that YouTube won't recommend videos to most people anymore. Uh, however, mm-hmm. places like Telegram, I haven't heard anybody yet say, I have Telegram notifications on and your notifications don't come across. So until that happens, right. it might be one of the better avenues for now at least. Is it automatic or you have to set it up or what's the deal? No, you just sign up for it and then I've got a channel basically. Oh, you're looking at the screen right now. Um, you know, this is my Telegram open. So I just have a <coughs> group here called, uh, where is it? Jaronism Channel. So just mm-hmm. before the show, I just drop all the links in there. So you'll see this one said live in about 10 minutes. So there's the right. YouTube link. There's the DLive link or uh, sorry, yeah, DLive, and then here's Twitch, and that's it. And then people uh, see it. And then, you know, at the end of this, when I take down the YouTube stream and load it on Odyssey, then the next link will be, here's the Odyssey link. And then I just feel like everybody's, you know, so anybody, as long as they're signed up to this, uh, they'll always know where the videos are. I don't have to get all the emails saying, I can never find any of your stuff. I can never find your video after you pull it from YouTube. Where are you putting it? Why aren't things lasting at DLive longer? You know, it's the whole the whole gamut is if it's my fault and I'm doing it on purpose. Uh, of course, we all wish it was the old days of YouTube where you loaded videos or did live streams and you just left them there and people could watch whenever they wanted. Uh, however, that's obviously not what they want going forward. Um, all right. And uh, Rodrigo, anything you need to tell people before we go? Uh, well, thank you. And and all the best with everything you'll be doing. I probably will be seeing you 
Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Depending on how that goes uh, forward as well. Who knows what kind of changes Bob wants to do. I think probably always for the best. So it's been a pleasure. And if we can do some of the other things, if you ever want to do a chess stream or something like this, we can we can think about that. Yeah, it sounds uh, good. I'll be good. down for that and we can yeah, do that. I can host you or something like that. We okay. Can, we can do something. Um, and yeah, I, I wonder if there's anybody thinking of doing um, sort of gaming strategy, which is kind of an odd sort of inter- intervention, but it, it would it could reach lots of people. It's kind of like comedy, right? It's like these other avenues. Yeah. But. So, um, yeah, I don't know. As far as chess goes, I think there's there's different reasons why why people could um, would want to to learn it. Also, there's a you know if you believe in that kind of statistics, but um, you won't find any chess player, long time chess player with Alzheimer's or any kind of dementia. It just doesn't happen. It's a, one of the odd things about it that people talk about. There's a lot of hmm. a lot of research on chess is bullshit, especially. Older stuff on testosterone and saying that women are not as strong in chess. Total bullshit. It's all about access to the opportunities and, and everyone knows that now. But, uh, there's more men in chess. That's why men seem to be stronger, but they're not stronger. But yeah, there's just a lot to it. Um, in, in, yeah, there's just, yeah, it, it, it can be, you can use it in, there's just so many aspects to it. This is gonna. There's nationalism. There's um, politics. There's also how the mind works and and ways of disciplining yourself and learning how to lose, learning how to win. Other aspects of it that they are, um, I think, good for the mind in general. Um, also, even even how it gives you. Um, you can analyze the colonial aspects of it as well. I mean, the, the linguistically and culturally cross-culturally it's quite interesting the, the history of games why do we need games why are games stimulating you know lots lots of stuff lots of cool stuff and yeah all right and also you know in in terms of sports you know, I like sports as a discussion of whether chess is, is or isn't a sport right when you see people playing baseball when you see playing people playing football or basketball you never you would never dream of playing like Michael Jordan or even like John Stockton, Carl Malone, right? Um, it, it, it's, you're not physically capable of doing that. Nobody is. I mean, you have to be them, right? Uh, so you cannot really replay. You can enjoy it by watching, but you can never replay it completely. And in chess, is different. You can replay everything that, that the top players have played in the whole history of it. And you can understand it in the terms that they understood it. Um, and And that's one of the things that makes it the most accessible they get people who are children playing adults at the same level when the children sometimes children can have managed to understand these logics very very well even even if it's very complicated the point so it's fascinating stuff in my opinion some people a lot of people in the in the movement uh, really like it too uh, they they enjoy it i think stadium seven got really into it recently some some puzzles Puzzles are good, man. That's one of the things I recommend. If you understand that, that, that will keep you, keep you sharp. And, and for me, it's pretty, very electrifying. When I play fast chess, I, I get, you know, I get a really pumped. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do it. It's a good wake up in the morning. I used to do that in school, like a, before going to class, sometimes kind of sleepy, get a little bit of coffee. 
go to the library, play play some bullet zero, one zero. Da, 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 you like come up, you like bam. <laughs> See, I don't know anything about it. It's one of those things that I've always gone through life and been like, it's so weird that because, like I said, I play a lot of card games and gambled a lot when I was younger, and so I, I could understand a lot of games, and it's just one that I've never never played. I can play cribbage for goodness sake, but can't. that's so much fun! Oh my god, man! You have to refresh my memory with that one at one point, because oh my god, that can be so much fun with oh, people. cribbage is great. Yeah, three people, absolutely. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, great game it. to twenty-one and to fifteen, fifteen two, fifteen four, two is six, mm. and a run of three is nine. Yeah, that's kind of thing. Um, all right, well, guys, it's been fun. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Rod. All right, see you, Karen. See, see you, Jaren. Peace. Bye. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Let me just uh, get that final out of here since this is the finale. El fin de... I was going to say semana, but it's not really how it works. Um, and let me just thank everybody for being here, no matter where you're at. Sorry we didn't get to do the fun uh, astronaut conversation. We did get a baby dick drawing, and that was about where it ended. So that's what happens. What are you going to do? I didn't think it was going to work anywhere. Anyway... So, like I've said before, make sure you hit the subscribe button on, uh, you know, the bottom of the screen. Do I have one of those little? I thought I had it. Maybe it's this one. Uh, maybe I don't have it anymore. I thought I had one, a little. Hmm. Nope, I guess I don't. Maybe it's on here? No. Sorry. Maybe it's here. No. Can't find it. All right, well, anyway. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Maybe you'll get notified. Maybe not. That's why I think the best thing to do uh, is to subscribe to the Telegram. But I get it. A lot of people don't have Telegram. This is the problem nowadays, right? We can't. Too many avenues. Too many things to go. I don't think Telegram's going away. Maybe it is. But I would think that that's uh, at least your best bet for now. Or becoming a, a email subscriber. At least I'll send out a link a couple times uh, a month. But I only have ten thousand emails that I can send out in about. 1,500 or 2,000 people on the list, so that only is about you know, five to seven emails a month. But the patronism, I'm sorry, the uh, t.me slash jaronism show, that's one I can update whenever. So notifications, alerts, uploads, links. And then uh, t.me slash jaronism chat will also work, or tinyurl.com slash jaronism chat if you want to join that one as well. If not, no big deal. I get it. But the one thing that you should join if you can is the Patreon group. That would be uh, awesome. If you want to support the show, and like I said, if I ever um, make enough that I don't need that anymore, I'm not the kind of person looking to uh, get rich. You know, I, oh, I want to make you know, $100,000, $50,000 a month doing this. No, it's just never going to happen. Uh, if my bills were taken care of, I'd be very happy, even to the point of uh, shutting down the Patreon and saying thank you to everybody who got me to this point. Not there yet. We'll see what happens over the next week. Some things might change. Uh, but if you like the content and want it to continue, uh, you know, become a patron. It's $5 a month. Become one of the 285 very cool people who, uh, yeah, are, you know, very supportive. And I appreciate that. Many of them knew, you know, 85 of them, even within the last couple months. Uh, so I do appreciate it. And thank you guys for watching this show. It is the last Jaronism Lounge, at least for now. Uh, will it come back? I don't know. Uh, you can email me if you have a comment. Maybe you're like, this is my favorite show in the world. I need it. I won't be able to breathe. Uh, Jaronism at Yahoo. Uh, dot com if you're a patron and you need to tell me that reach out through patreon obviously through the messaging app um but i think all good things must come to an end obviously and i do appreciate everybody watching this show every show that i do obviously it's um you know it's a, 
it's a nice thing to see everybody gather here on Friday, get to know when it's going to be, and I appreciate all of you. And I love doing this. That's the thing, right, that I uh, I really enjoy it. And while some people are lucky enough to do what they love and make enough money doing so, and I'm very envious of uh, those people, um, but, you know, I tried, and my method uh, it did not is not working out too well. Uh, so you got to make some changes, whatever those might be. Um, you know, my method was not a good one. Being honest in your opinion isn't good. Doesn't, doesn't do well for, uh, making you money. So it's not a, and again, this is to me, it's kind of funny. I laughed to myself. I'm like, wow, what a beautiful design, uh, this system is. So, you know, you want to make money in this world, you just need to tell lies. That's it that easy. And it's something I can't do. So, uh, that leaves me with pretty much no other option if it's, you know, be honest in your opinion and, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't make enough to live doing that. And the other option is to lie and tell people what they want to hear. And I've already said, I mean, if I became a Christian, I would double my patrons tomorrow, maybe triple, maybe quadruple. Uh, and then it wouldn't even matter what I said. I could just get on here every day and just say bullshit. But because I claim to be a Christian, people will funnel money to you because that's what people do. They, uh, want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear you. Uh, say they want to hear Dr. Lorraine Day get on Alex's show and say that uh, she thinks Jesus is going to come back in her lifetime and she's 82. So, I mean, that's what people will donate towards. That's what people want to hear. Um, and you're not going to get it from me. And so I shouldn't expect, shouldn't be surprised that uh, people aren't going to donate money to people that you know say things they don't want to hear. It's just not going to happen. So anyway, um, being honest in your opinion, using free speech, those kind of things are just not uh, rewarded at this time. So, uh, going against the mainstream, <laughs> going against that narrative is certainly not going to, uh, score you any points, uh, not in this system, not today, not ever. And so I do appreciate everybody who's watched the show. What did we end at? I forgot what number one, 59. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's a year. How did it start? It started back in Amsterdam with just, uh, Rodrigo and I and Iru having some good conversations that we should do this like a lounge, just have it on a certain day where we all meet at the same time and have some conversations. Um, expected it to grow a little more, kind of the conversation to move, but it seemed like, you know, Rodrigo and I were there every week. Um, you know, people I tried to bring in and it didn't seem like anything was going to really, uh, work for me. And so, you know, I want the content to keep changing. I want things to get better. I want things to uh, go in different directions as well. And one way to do that would be to blow this up, start over with something else and see how that goes. So we might be seeing, I still think I'm going to be doing Globusters for now. Um, and we'll kind of talk about some of the other shows. I think Thursday's show is going to stay on, at least for now, um, with Alex and Dave and myself. Uh, and Monday, probably, I don't know yet. We'll have to see how these other things go. Like I said, I'll know more in a week. I do appreciate the Super Chats. I know there was one at least. Let me go make sure I'm not off on this. I uh, don't want to miss anybody. Oh, there's two. Thank you. So Stan says, I'm in Tough Times too. Still, I do, Nate, what I can, love all what you do. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thanks for the laugh. That was epic. That's awesome. Appreciate you guys. Uh, again, my only, my only suggestion would be if you give people super chats through YouTube, it would be better to put that money, somehow send it to them directly or send it to Patreon. Uh, just so you know, you know, any money you donate on, on super chats 30% of it which is quite a lot uh goes to Google so you know if you donate $10 $3 go to Google $7 goes to the uh person 
So, you know, to me, I think that, you know, if you do that through Patreon and you have, you know, 10 people you give $10 to and it's a hundred bucks, they take out whatever it is, 30, 49 cents per transaction and like 3.9%. So, you know, out of that, it means, uh, what would that be? $3 and 90 cents and plus 49 cents. So $4. So at least 95 or 96 of your hundred goes to those people you're trying to support and not to, uh, the Alphabet Corporation. It's no fun. All right. And great there. We're good there. Thank you. Wait, what? Hold on a second. Something's wrong with this. Hmm. If I missed any super chats at the beginning, I apologize. It's, I'm looking up here. It says chat revenue. And it says $31. But I only see a 10 and a 5. So I apologize. If there there might have, when we were talking earlier, maybe I didn't have, I thought this list shows them all, but I don't see, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong. I always thought you could go to this list and look at all your super chats, but I only see two, even though it says thirty-one fifty-nine. Where are they getting that from? So I apologize if you're somebody who super chatted earlier. Thank you very much. I do um, appreciate it greatly. So we will know uh, in the future what's going on. No more Friday Lounge. Don't expect it. I'll send out a notification about it. Uh, but for now, as far as I know, Globusters will be here Sunday, and we should be back with Raw on Monday. And uh, within a week or so, I should know and be able to tell you guys uh, what will be happening. The good thing is it could be me making videos again like I used to really uh, enjoy doing. I would love to be able to sit down and spend a couple days or a week on a video. For now, it's just I don't have that much time. I'm spending you know, all day Friday on these shows, Thursdays on these shows, doing the consultations, um, you know, the patron shows after the Globuster show. I mean, everything's just kind of – I don't have time for that kind of stuff and if i could have time man i would be would be a dream so we'll hopefully get back there that is the goal thank you everybody at d live is it 33 percent? it might be 33 (laughs) percent. you're probably right uh i think it's 30 but it might be 33 uh thank you everybody here uh thank you very much sue finale uh thank you rt appreciate it uh i miss you just like globusters days when you got yoinked i miss you guys just like the globusters days yeah i don't know um Let's see here. That was funny. The dick was funny at the end. I agree. B system. Totally chasing the holy dollar. That's what you call it. Fantastic. It's uh, not what the way it goes. <laughs> chasing the holy dollar by telling the truth. Yeah. Got it. Um, out of Bubblegum says this is his favorite show. Oh, you like the, the Friday lounge the most? It could come back. Like I said, could come back. So it could be just a, you know, three weeks away and we return. Um, Jaren's Church of Jeep Bus and other hobo codes. Thanks. <laughs> Once a week, I can still get by. Um, yeah, Artiz has watched Jaren show up being a nightly news anchor for the. I'm going to be running the Zoom show with Katie in a, in a week. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be right there, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an a hero, a real hero here, sitting down next to me, about to grace your presence with her stories about how she slept and what she ate in the vacuum of space. And uh, Katie, why don't you start out by telling us how did the Earth look from up there? Oh, man, so pretty. I saw the curve. It really changes your perspective on the whole Earth. And so that could be very easy job. Very simple. Uh, so are many things. Telling lies, super simple. Um, maybe for $30,000 a month, I just need to get into numerology and tell you all that uh, I know who's going to win the the basketball game this coming uh, week. 
And then what you do is you just pick all the favorites, basically, throw in some other ones in there, and people can never tell whether you're right or wrong. It's, it's easy, simple. Uh, by picking the favorites, which is why they have lines, because it's very easy to pick games if you just took the favorites all the time. Of course, he doesn't talk about the spread. He just talks about the games. Uh, so funny. And uh, probably eight times out of ten, seven times out of ten, of course, the team that is favored to win wins. So pretty simple to do. $35,000 a month, guys. Just uh, put a bunch of numbers together and say, well, I think this is what's going to happen. I think this is what's going to happen. Very easy. I love it. All right. Been fun. Uh, I should keep up with the schedule. The schedule is going to change, so don't get too excited about the schedule. Schedule's coming. I did. The new media bear, you mean the YMCA? Yeah, it's all right. It's good. It's good. The guy puts in good work. I heard he's going to be playing live, isn't he? Somewhere at, uh, at Karen's thing? Or did that change? If that's the one you're talking about, yes, I did hear that today. We listened to some music yesterday. It was fun. All right, I got 20 minutes before I go. Uh, I have somebody coming on for a consultation. So got to get out of here. Got to grab something to eat. Appreciate you guys being on. Sorry it's the final finale, the finale. Maybe number 60 will be coming back soon. Uh, become a patron for details, patreon.com slash jaronism. Join all those little telegram groups. Email me if you need to, jaronism at Yahoo. And uh sounds great. All right, guys, it's been fun. Till... Sunday, I believe, or whenever's earlier, maybe whenever's clever. This has been Jaronism. Do your own research because when you do, you'll never again believe what you've been taught. Till next time, peace.